Okay, Hagscast episode 5. We're on with Vanish today. How are you doing, Vanish? I'm oh, very well, thanks. Make yourself. I'm brilliant, man. Fifth episode. <laughs> Can I, I got, managed to get Sandman in. It's the spur of the moment. But last week I was dying and, oh, it's just, it's just going to be a good week, like. So, ah, finally got you on. So where do, where do you it? come from? Where I come from? I am living in uh, Doncaster, South Yorkshire. South Yorkshire? See, the wife, she's for Huddersfield. You know where that is? Well, of course I know where that is. It's like around the corner. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's, that's, she's away down there tomorrow. So she's driving down. Yeah, Huddersfield's just outside Leeds. Aye. I think. I don't know. I'm Scottish. I'm ignorant to that. <laughs> I, I was drunk there once, I'm sure. <laughs> you were drunk there once. I remember it vaguely. <laughs> it was fairly vague, too. <laughs> That's a good effort, like. Oh, man. Uh, how uh, how pushed did you get at PreachCon this year? Uh, not as pissed as last year. Although on the first day, I wasn't in a great state. Ah, right, okay. Fair enough. About three o'clock on the first day, I, I was in a bit of a state. Although I, I sobered up and I finished fine. I finished strong. Good man, good man. Yeah, I, I, I peaked too early, like, oh, bottle of red wine for breakfast. Wow. Yeah, do it. It's, I highly recommend it, but make sure you get plenty of sleep. <laughs> I avoided Jaeger this year, so that helped. I've never really tried Jaeger, now that I think about it. Oh, oh. I get really bad Jaeger blackouts. Uh, uh, uh. Like, I don't remember shit. <laughs> good, don't remember good shit or don't remember bad shit? Any shit. I just... <laughs> just gone. Totally gone. <laughs> I had people sending me pictures this year of shit that happened last year and I don't remember it happening. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's always been the same. Like, no alcohol gives me, like, any memory issues except for Jaeger. It's like someone just hits the off switch on memory. I don't remember anything until I sober up. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's when you get the flashbacks, though. Oh. No, not zero. Nothing. No, no memory. Complete blackout. Complete. Oh, wow. I've never... Wow. I've, I've, I've done it once. I've blacked it once. But uh, I woke up in my bed, so I take that as a win. Like, Yeah. Oh, there are whole nights where I've been out, and the second I start having a Jaeger... I don't remember anything from that point onwards until I either sober up or I wake up. Hey, if you can't remember it, we've obviously had a good night. Except for one time <laughs> I, I got in a fight and I got punched and I started remembering from that point onwards. Ah. I don't remember anything up to the fight. I just remember getting hit and on like everything afterwards. Adrenaline. Adrenaline sobers you up. That's it. Mm. Oh, you got to love adrenaline. Like That's a... I never see the way I used to deal with adrenaline is say I got wound up with somebody at work, right, and I wanted to confront them. I'd have to psych myself up for a few days before I said anything because I didn't like confrontation. I'd literally, I'd go out my way to avoid it, and then doesn't sound like you. Well, believe it or not. <laughs> um, so this guy had a go at me, 
I went and confronted him, and as soon as I started speaking to him, my adrenaline kicked in. Oh, that was that was a mistake. Like I just started shouting at him, swearing at him, everything. I was trying to go up and have a rational conversation. No, no happening. <laughs> oh, and then once I was finished, my I started bubbling like a little girl because my, my adrenaline. I didn't know how to channel that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but I'm better now. You know, I do taekwondo now and that, and I've, you know, sparred a good few times. So when I get a punch in the face, your adrenaline starts going. The downer from it isn't anywhere near as bad as what it used to be. So, yeah, I can imagine. Obviously, more confident and all that good stuff. Aye. Um, so that's what I'll take for that. Did you. How many times have you been to Preach Con? Uh, everyone. Foot Rats like, three? three? Yeah. Aye. Yeah, I wanted to go to that first one, but I think I think it was jobless at the time, actually. Yeah. Oh, you, you missed uh, the first uh, Vanish Prob Crawl. <laughs> I wouldn't have made that. For the state I was there in my first year, oh my God. Wow. If I'd done that the year before, I wouldn't have made a pub crawl. Like, I would, I'd have been in a gutter somewhere. Oh, 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, we took everyone into Manchester, and I took him to, like, the most English places you could go. Like, you know, the pubs that have tiles on the outside oh, and they no. always have like a local at the bar. <laughs> and there's always, always people that, you know, they can't even speak to each other, let alone random aye, people. Aye. Right, you're you're going to come visit a local. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That's what you want. You want to see new things like that, eh? You just meet new people. Especially when you're going into a place that you'd probably never go to if yeah. you were on your own. Yeah, definitely. You know, not many people would walk into a proper old English pub. No. Full of, like, pissed up old locals at 11 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, they just want to go in and maybe have a beer or chill out. You know, they, everybody just piles in. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually behaved myself uh, 2017. I was actually pretty well behaved up until... When did the evening thing start? Was it 4 o'clock? Aye, because we had to uh, sign in and everything, didn't we? So, yeah. you had the morning thing. It was a bit later, because it was like, they had the all day thing, didn't they? Aye, uh, the game. With like the, uh, yeah. So, uh, it was, I think it was three. And all day I'd been choking for a drink. I'm like, I need to drink, I need to drink. There's loads of people here. I want to get pushed. And uh, it got to three o'clock and I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> Patch up, let's go. Oh, I got hammered. And there's people coming up to me this year and going, Hi, Haga, oh, I met you last year. I'm like, Did you? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I can't remember you. Just blackout. Well, no blackout drunk, but drunk enough not to remember people. Mm. It's kind of worse for me because there's people I've met three years in a row and I still don't know their names. <laughs> that is I'll epic, recognize man. them. Oh, I'm like, Hey, you. And they'll be like, Hey, Danish. I'm like, Hey, you. <laughs> hey, you. I know you. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I recognise the face. Aye. No, I don't know who you are. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people, though, that, to remember, you know. I think I went, I made my effort to speak to as many people as I could, and there's, I'll know you if I see your face, but that's it, like, you know, and people sometimes get a wee bit upset about that. 
I mean, Bambi's been on our, you know, the PeachCon chat and WhatsApp from 2017. Mm. There's a group that was left in that, and a bunch of us are still in it. <laughs> wow. And we called it the Swag Squad. So, yeah, there's like 30 of us in this group just talking shite. Uh, it's good fun, like. And, uh, it's like a, a mini PeachCon chat. And we just hear a banter and yeah, laughing at and it's there's only been two people invited in from the outside without a well obviously everybody agrees about it you know but it's a very closed group now if you like it's pretty cool uh, you got click going have you ah it's uh, it's pretty cool like yeah, so didn't he leave the peach con 18 you know, it might turn into something good. You never know. Oh, I don't. I don't stick around in the group chats. Ah, right, okay. To leave them. Fair enough. Aye. When was the first got, time? Got to be incognito as a as a vanish. You know, you've you got did, to show up at the right time. You, you can't. Did, you can't be there aye. all the time. You did keep a low profile. I noticed. Yeah. Is there any... You know, like me, well, I'm loud now. Let everyone know I'm there. <laughs> see, I, I don't actually drink. Like this can sound daft, but I drink maybe three times a year. Well, it's easy to get pushed to. Yeah, but I handle it quite well. If that makes any sense, like right. Right. My, my, I know how I know how to drink. <laughs> like I used to drink a lot, so I know how to drink. But I don't drink at home. Right. Okay. And I, I don't I don't really go out very often to get drunk. Well, I don't even. I just get pushed in the house. Uh, I don't but know. if I'm like at some like preach con, Bye. you know, I'm gonna get fucked up. Oh yeah, you got to make an effort. Like. <laughs> and it's kind of expected as well because like the first year I had such a good go at it because we had the pub crawl and everything. Everyone was like, "Yeah, I managed to get fucked up." <laughs> and people start buying me shit, and it's like, "Oh no!" Did and then a bit of ego kicks in, and then I'm like, "Right then, <laughs> bring <laughs> the it big on, drink boys. is coming here now." <laughs> Hooray! When was the first time you met Preaching Ghost? What, like IRL or? Aye, IRL. Uh, oh, the first StartCon. Uh, the first StartCon was in Manchester. What is StartCon? Um, uh, well, Stark is obviously the community guild of Preach Gaming. Oh, Stark Industries, aye. aye. Yeah. Uh, the first guild meet we had. Well, it wasn't really the first. The first guild meet we had was like a, just a random piss up um, in Leeds. Um, but there was eight or nine of us, and it was a good crack. Sorry, so, like, uh, the Dutchies um, wanted to join us because they were all, like, raring about this piss-up we'd had. And there's those people in the raid team, especially, like, you know, left out. Uh, so we're like, oh, we'll, we'll do another one. We'll do it in Manchester because it's easy for you guys to fly in. You just get to uh, an yeah, airport, yeah. fly to Manchester, easy-peasy, and then... Uh, Andy and Mike are like, yeah, fuck it, we'll join you for a piss up. <laughs> and I think the first kid had just been born, James, Max. Oh, Max. James right. had just, yeah, he'd just been born. So, uh, Mike, Mike couldn't come out, but Andy came out and met us at lunch, ended up getting pissed on his lunch break. <laughs> um, How's that before then, of his peach gaming? No, no, this is at my early days. Right, okay. Stark, Stark would start off as Andy's bank. 
right? So he had a character called Iman, his paladin, and he made a, a bank called Stark Industries. Real simple shit. Yeah. Um, and then when Preach started doing his thing, everyone wanted to know, um, basically play in Preach's guild, but Preach didn't want a community guild. He didn't want to have to the hassle of doing Aye. it. Yeah. Um, so Andy's like, oh, I'll do it. And Preach just put a couple of vaults in there. <laughs> um, and then it just kind of like, you know, obviously exploded from there. Aye, aye. And then Andy stopped playing early mop. Um, it, there, there was a bit of like a hot potato with the GM title. Aye. And it ended up on me. Um, I mean, I've just been GM since pretty much. I had a bit of a break. Halloween took over for a little bit. Yeah. Huh. I've actually messaged Halloween now that I think about it. I'm asking if he wants to do the podcast. I've not seen him. He's not been streaming. Well, he's not really gaming at the minute. He's got a lot of IRL stuff on, so. Yeah. Oh, anyway, let's we'll see how it goes. See if he gets back to me or that. But it'd be good to speak to him. Aye. Um. Oh, see when I turned up to PeachCon. You see, were you sat there when I turned up? <laughs> the night before. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Walks in. Walks into the hotel. Mike sat there on the couch. Hagar, there's a beer. <laughs> and the bar's shut at this point, and he just hands me a beer. Yes, that's a win. <laughs> you arrived quite late, did you? Mm. Eleven o'clock. No, no, it was like one o'clock in the morning. Oh uh, yeah, I was already. I'd already been drinking for more than twelve hours at that point. Whoa, that's a good effort, like. Yeah, well, it's how I roll. Push out about. Seven or eight hours drinking, and then I'm I'm on the downhill slope. Like. Started at half ten, didn't stop while well, gone midnight. Fucking hell! <laughs> it's a good effort, like. It's all you. Like I don't drink often, but yeah, yeah. I do drink hard. <laughs> what a! There was a lot of people there suffered for social anxiety, weren't there? Always oh, it is. It's generally. Why I get the job of uh, looking after people? By the way, I never thought uh, about having somebody you can look to. Right, he knows what we're doing. He's gonna. It's good. We can relax. He's in charge. It's fine. Having that comfort of somebody being there would, I would imagine, would help, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it's. I don't want to say I'm socially aggressive because that sounds weird, but um, if I see somebody who looks like they're hanging on the outside edge, I go up and drag them into the middle. It's like, Aye. you don't want to be over there. You want to be over here, mate. Get them like, involved. Over here with everyone else. Yeah. Let them know it's fine. Mm. Yeah, basically. It's like in year one, for example, right? I got, like, fucked up. I was pissed. No shadow of doubt. I hadn't <laughs> eaten all day. I just drank all day. I had people... Challenging to drinking contests all day. As you do. But I, I made this point of going around and talking to everybody, dragging everyone in, you know, keeping everyone happy. Mm. Um, and there was a point where uh, Mike and Andy like, John, like, calm the fuck down. You're, you're too fucked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. And afterwards, I went up to Mike and I'm like, look, I'm really sorry. He's like, do you know what? Don't fucking worry about it. Because all we've had is people saying that they were like, worried about being in a group of random people but everyone says that you've just like fucking made them feel welcome so you know Aye. you can do, you can be like that every year if you want i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's what you want eh? 
and that, that sort of adds me into my next sort of subject, the Edinburgh Fringe. The the Edinburgh Fringe is a massive festival festival in Edinburgh, and it goes on for a month, a month, month and a half, whatever it is. And it's basically like everywhere gets filled, pubs, nightclubs, people, places with stages, the streets, everything is packed with people for this entire month and there's entertainment there's people escaping from fucking chains and straight jackets there's comedians and bars and all that and uh I, well tw- two years in the trot i've went with my boy and it's it's been really entertaining we spent go all day we left at what 11 and got back at like five in the afternoon um and it's been really good it's been really entertaining we walked towards the Scottish National History Museum and then back to the train station again. And that takes about five hours. You know, it's it's good. It's, it's definitely worth consider going. So, yeah. I believe it's in June? July? Something like that. Yeah, I've never actually been to Edinburgh. Have you not? No. I've not really been to many places in Scotland, to be honest. Alright, okay. Let's say that. I've been to London. Yeah, screw I'm taking that. <laughs> I've been to London. Uh, I've been there a couple of times. But that's pretty good. Let's say. I think Strand is probably the only place I've been to the most. Huh, okay. You get the ferry to Ireland. Ireland. Moy. Oh, that was a good laugh speaking to Paul, by the way. Yeah, Sandman Slim. Yeah, I love Paul. Oh, he's 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 a boy in his cell. He, he's amazing. Uh, aye. Jeez, the fucking Yanks are corrupt as fuck, like I'm telling you. Well, the entire country is basically founded by people who are out of the going out of the way to make as much money as possible. It's completely run by corrupt buddy. Uh yeah. Capitalists. The entire foundation of it is fucked. Yeah. I want to do this. Who? Oh, you're stopping me. All right, I'll give you a couple of quid. All right, okay, fine. You can do it then. <laughs> it's, it's all underhand, dodgy deals. Yeah. It's fucking. You see what they're doing with NASA? You know how SpaceX got their reusable reusable rocket. Yeah. Well, NASA won't do it because they get support to do what they do from... It's just basically another way of wasting money. I, they, they, I'm not sure if they give some of the senators money. The senators give them money to support them, but yeah, they can't invest in new stuff because they haven't got enough money. And order they get more money, they need different sponsors that they can't go against the senator because they'll not give them the permission to do what they're doing. Or yeah, exactly. Like yeah. That. It's weird as fuck, like... Well, if, if, if you go back to UFC, for example, the reason they can't uh, or they couldn't have UFC in New York is because um, the people who ran at UFC owned uh, a load of the uh, casinos in Vegas. And in their casinos, they said they didn't want any... Um, Oh, what's those things called? Group of employees where they uh, strippers. 
No, 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 no. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Well, when you're in a company and all the employees group together and they have a, a like a basic like a union, yeah, that's it. They, they had uh, the Fatita brothers who owned Mandalay Bay and uh, shit like that. Um, they okay. basically said, "We're not having an employees union, an employee union." will pay you fairly and if you're happy with that and happy with having no union you'll get paid accordingly so all the employees like fuck yeah but the uh the former mafia criminal organizations that who set up all the workers unions in vegas are pissed off because uh, um yeah. there's they they don't get their cut because unions get paid Aye. so the employees so say for example you work for me and you were in a union you'd get paid your 10 quid now, but two quid of that would go to your union to look after you in case it, um, I screwed you over. Yeah. Where in uh, Mandalay Bay, if you work for Mandalay Bay, they don't get that, you keep your two quid. But if you get screwed over, you know, kind of tough luck, but you got paid for it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, now these guys, these former mafia guys, uh, they're all part of the New York mob. So they paid off the New York senators uh, to deny um, UFC the right to fight in uh, the New York State. Well, it's actually New York. It's Manhattan that they're denied fighting in. Um, and it was all because of these uh, lobbyists who wanted to have the unions in the casinos, and they weren't allowed. So because they weren't allowed the uh, unions in the casinos in Vegas, they did what they could to stop the fights happening in New York. Oh, my God. And it's, it's that's how corrupt it is. The entire system is fucked. Fuck shit, man. That's unreal, like. And that's just UFC. Other organizations could have fights there if they wanted to. But UFC couldn't. UFC had to fight outside of Manhattan. That's why they'd also have the fights in Jersey. Fucking hell, man. That's unreal. And that's the way the country's running. And the reason why there's so many fucking lunatics at the minute is because there's no healthcare for mentally ill people over there. There is none. Like, the mentally ill are just on the street. And these are the people that aren't getting help that are going around killing people and doing stupid shit. Fucking hell. Because, like, I honestly, I loved America. And I'm, I was like, I want to move there. I was like, I fucking, when I, you know, when I've got money together and shit, I'll go out there because it's an amazing, nice place. Aye. Like, I love California's bits. It's just. The sky there is just like a different shade of blue. It's just nice. <laughs> a nice blue. And it, yeah, but even when it's cold, it's warm. Like, it's it's not bitter cold. It just gets chilled, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you go to Venice Beach, and last time I went was at BlizzCon 2016, and we went to Venice Beach on the last night. Right. Yeah, last night. We went there for the day, and then ended up staying there most of the afternoon and the uh, early evening. And the entire, if you if you kind of stood walking down Venice Beach, you got the sea to your left, you got all the bars and shit to your right. On the right hand side, you've got people outside the bar drinking a beer, chilling in the sun, having a good time. To the left, there's tents all the way along with crazy homeless people telling you the Snapchat's taking over the world, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and like Snapchat's corrupt and shit, and you know that they're evil and the devil sent them. And there's like you know random dude. You know, sat there talking about how his penis talks to him and shit. <laughs> what the fuck? And literally, less than three meters away, is people at a bar having a beer. And it's like, this place is fucked. Yeah, that <laughs> There's like nuts, like. 
Like there is, like this. Put this way: there's so much spare land in the U.S. They could build an entire city, put all the homeless people in it, build a hospital, look after all the homeless people and ill people, um, and they would disappear off the streets, and wow. you'd never see them again. Wow. And they'd live happily in their own, you know, town, but the government won't spend the money on it because in America, you make your own money or you get nothing. Oh, I. And then let's not get started on the religious side of things where fucking half them don't oh. know what fucking Australia is, but they all believe in God. It's fucking mildly you know? Well, at this point, they're basically white Arabs. They're basically white Muslims at this point. Because the Muslims are the same. They are, don't, it doesn't matter how shit or run down our country is, but Allah will be there. The same in America. It doesn't matter how shit the country is. You know, Jesus will be there. Oh, someone shot all these kids at school. Oh. You know, let's pray. Not, not <laughs> fix the problem. Let's pray. Yeah, you know? yeah. They've got an idea how to fix it. They don't want to do gun control, so fuck it. God will fix it. One uh, second. Dog's gone nuts. Oh. <laughs> Oh, TV program to watch, guys. Is a uh, where is it? Yeah, sorry about. Um, you ever heard of a film called uh, Fear the Thirteen? Uh, I don't know. Joe Rogan recently had a guy in his podcast. He was on death row for 22 years. For a ah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Nick Yaris. Uh, yeah, I couldn't watch that guy. He felt very... He didn't feel real. He felt... Something was a bit off for me. Aye? Well... Yeah, the way he was talking about it, it felt like he was uh, adding to the story a little bit. It felt see, like he was exaggerating. A boy at work, uh, he had a similar sort of view to what you did there. Um, he says it didn't quite feel. I mean, he spent a lot of time thinking about what he was going to say and all that. But my counter to that, I like playing devil's advocate with everything. I'll argue the other side no matter what it is, even if I don't agree with it. I just like to have a discussion about it. And um, my dis my point was, you imagine you've been in a cell, beaten up to fight someday or something like that. How traumatic is that to remember and to put into words? No, I, I completely agree. And that's exactly why I felt it was fake because he seemed like he was reading it from a script more than he was actually remembering it. Right. Well, maybe. It, it, it felt like he was trying to remember the script more than he was actually remembering the ordeal. Mm. And, you know, he's there at the end of the day to sell his book and sell the movie. Yeah. And that shit only sells if there's interesting stuff to talk about. You might be right. Because if you watch, I mean, you know, let's, let's talk more about the US for a second. Their justice system um, is oh, complete fun. shit. Oh, that's uh, it's beyond fun. shit. I mean, if you want to watch a decent uh, documentary, uh, watch the Khalif Browder one. Um, he spent three and a half years in prison, um, two of it in solitary confinement at the age of 17, 
um, because somebody said he committed a crime which he didn't commit. Um, and he, basically, they kept bouncing him in. Uh, what's the best way to put it? If you can't pay bail, you go to uh, county jail. And he basically spent three and a half years in county jail because they kept postponing his court hearing. Oh, wow. So he wasn't even meant to be there. He didn't do anything wrong, but they wouldn't let him out because he couldn't pay bail. <laughs> now, California have just scrapped that rule. So, they, you know, now it's like England. You basically let out and then you, you know, summoned back at the right whenever they need you. Aye, aye. Uh, clogging it up as much. Well, yeah, like uh, the prison system, again, it's down to uh, capitalism. The prison system in the US is one of the highest earning uh, businesses in the US. Yeah. That that's part of the problem. Uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, no, sorry, it was. I thought it was. I think it was him and Joey that were talking about it. They were saying yeah, probably. They've got a. You've got a business to incarcerate people. So how are you going to make more money in that? Reduce the conditions, increase capacity. So the more people you cram in that prison, the more money you're going to make. So how else are you going to make money? Right, give them less. Give them crappy food. Give them less books. You know, don't turn the heating on. <laughs> and everything tallies up to a shit living condition. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And um, because of the way the bail system works, they get more and more people in there. And then once you're in there, you're going to get attacked. And when you get attacked, you get accused of fighting, which adds more time to your sentence. Yeah. So it's people who went to prison in the US, innocent, end up getting in a fight, accidentally killing somebody or killing somebody in self-defense. And then getting sentenced to prison terms for crimes they committed in prison where they were forced to be because the, the system made it that way. Oh, wow. See, I get a good example of a good system, right? Norway. Their re-offenders rate compared to the US, I think the US is supposed to like 95% of people that have been in prison will go back in. In Norway, it's like 5% or maybe less. Because they rehabilitate the prisoners. One of the guys hacked his own smart TV and got access to the internet. <laughs> the Hi. prison was considering telling the police, because then obviously he gets in trouble and he gets a fine or whatever, or he extended his time or whatever. They, 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 going, they didn't go, we're telling them, they sort of, we need to review this and see what we think. <laughs> And that's totally different to what would happen in the States. You hack into a TV, oh, that's it. You're going to oh, you, wouldn't even, you, wouldn't even, you wouldn't even get a TV. No, probably because not. They're, they're fighting solitary confinement at the minute, because solitary confinement just fucks people up. Aye. They make it you know, worse. Yeah, it does. And they're looking at uh, people with drug addictions and things like that. The One of the things that does help is social circles. So even if you were in prison for, I don't know, drug dealing or whatever and you're addicted to cocaine or whatnot you'll probably still be addicted when you're in there but when you come back out if you've got the right support system the right people to help you it's going to help you stay off it you know what i mean it's not just well, about yeah. the pharmaceutical yeah the pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceutical companies are another problem in america because oh. they're able to get you know you're able to get things like vicodin and stuff very easily right. and people become addicted to opioids incredibly easily you wouldn't get that shit in the uk even if it's like well, have you seen yeah, you'd have to be that? really ill to get it. The company making the opioids, so everybody's got an opioid addiction and it's fucking every cunt. What they're doing is they've changed it. Or the company that was selling them 
has now come up with a cure drug for it. Uh-huh. Yep. So they're selling that. Yeah. How fucked up is that? Well, you know, there's certain things like uh, I can't remember the. There's a drug. Uh, I think it's. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't want to say diabetes. It might be asthma. No, it's not asthma. There's a condition that's fairly common, right? right. Um, the drug company bought the medicine to it. Uh, they bought the rights to the medicine so nobody else could make it. Like the and then they uh, massively increase the price. So the drug's only like worth a dollar, but because they now have like uh, unlimited control of the drug, um, they basically limit people's access and put the price up to like a hundred dollar a pill instead of a dollar a pill. That is mad. And there's, there's a whole thing at the minute where this guy's one of the guys has been kind of done for it, but there's loads of these companies where they use loopholes and shit, just can't get around it. Hmm. But that's the that's that's the country. That is their country, right? But it's like, uh, I remember when uh, Emma was ill, Mike's wife was ill. Um, she was, I think maybe when she was with Max, uh, she got really, really ill. Um, and Mike was saying that the uh, antibiotics they give her, they're like, well, we need to be careful giving these antibiotics because they're two and a half grand a pill. What the fuck? Yeah, so she was on like like five grand worth of pills a day. <laughs> That, that but that's strange. that's how ill she was. Like she needed these super high powered, super rare antibiotics. Huh. But in America, that'd have been hundred oh, grand. Oh, I can imagine I, that'd be outrageous. Because Mike was saying it's like you know, thank God for the NHS because we oh, can they, afford uh, yeah, two and a half pound a pill. But hey, even they grudge pine stuff like that. That they'll not give you that unless you really, really need it. You know, yeah, but which is kind of, it. you know... Well, that that would probably work. We'll just give them that. Nah, we need to look at what it is. <laughs> yeah, she was at the point where she required something that harsh. Because even the nurse is like, fuck, you know, we don't even see this. Like, yeah, it was real, yeah. Hmm. That just shows you the entire world's fucked. No, just America. Just America. Hey. Oh. They, they, they... Not so much. I wouldn't blame the people. I blame the the system that's in place. No, the the people are sheep at the end of the day, right? Yeah. I mean, the let's be fair that they're, they're the uh, the flock to the shepherds, aren't they? They're, right. they're the people that right. go to church. I mean, look at the evangelists and how they fucking scam money out of people. Who? Uh, you know, the evangelists, like the uh, religious leaders, like the pedo rings and shit. All right, so let's let's talk about uh, religion for a second in the US. So in the US, you've got a, uh, have you have you ever seen the, the religious network? Oh, sorry, I've seen a Jesus TV. It's like healing, healing stuff. Yeah, 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 shit like that. These, these, yeah, these super charismatic guys who are like stand there and you know Jesus has come in and they get everyone riled up. Um, and they basically you know they set it up so it looks like they've cured people. Aye. Uh, and then they go town to town, and all these people donate all their money to them. You will be healed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a. Well, it might have been on Rogan's podcast. He had a guy on who who was, uh, like a, a psychic, like a magician, a psychic kind of guy. You know, oh, like yeah. a. Oh, uh, and, but he went around and busted others. That's basically what he's, he did. All right. Um, and they went to this evangelist thing, and basically what they'd have. Uh, what they'd do is they'd get somebody who kind of like hobbled in, right? So this old, say, say an old woman hobbled in, yeah. 
the uh, pastor's wife would go up and be like, oh, who are you? You know, what's wrong? Oh, do you need a seat? Put her in a wheelchair, right? Uh, obviously, she walks in, hobbles in. Maybe not, didn't walk too well, but they put her in a wheelchair and then sit her at the front. And then what she'll do is she'll tell him through, like, a microphone. You'll have, a, like, an earpiece in. Like, yeah, the woman at the front is, like, Doris. Uh, she's got, like, you know, mild walking thing. And they're like, Doris, I understand that, you know, is it, you know he'll ask her if it's her wheelchair. And she's like, yeah, because that's where she sat, right? Mm. Um, and then he'll get her to stand up and get her to walk and, every, you know, but he'll, he'll sell it in such a manner as, as if he just made her walk for the first time. Right. And people fucking lap it up, you know? Yeah. And there's, uh, there's like, snake cults and shit. There's, it, the US is fucked, man. That's it's a crazy cult. fucking place. Yeah, yeah. The, um, rattlesnakes in Texas. And, the, you know, this guy handles these rattlesnakes and shit because he died the other year because um, he actually got bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's picking up all these rattlesnakes because Jesus makes it so that these deadly creatures can't harm him. And, they, he, you know, he would, like, uh, cut the heads off the rattlesnakes because they're the devil's like pets and shit. Uh, um, but what they did is they defanged them, but he got one that wasn't defanged and this fucker bit him and killed him. Oh, for fuck's sake. It seems like... <sighs> who, who could be that fucking stupid, honestly? Yeah. But it's, again, back to like a religious thing. The Catholic Church in the US is where most of the heavy pedo rings are. It's a mostly a US thing. It happens a little bit in the UK with the church. But most of it's the Catholic Church, and most of it's in the U.S. because um, the church is heavily funded by the state. Like, you, you know, you can't be president if you're not if you don't believe in God. If you're not religious, you cannot be president of the United States. Didn't know that. Yeah. So, I don't think Donald Trump's religious, but he's like, yeah, yeah, I believe in God. God save America. Ah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But if you're an atheist, you cannot be president of the United States because the church won't endorse you. Oh, that'd be a big voting part, wouldn't it? They yeah. want the support because then that keeps them and the right. Oh, you we endorsed you. You took it. Blah blah blah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucked. But you know what? What do you expect? We kind of sent all our religious nut jobs over there because well, the UK kind of gave up religion a long time ago. My dad made a point that uh, priests over in the UK were getting fucked with being pedos, and what the church was doing was they're sending them to the states. And then nothing else was happening. Well, it, it wasn't really just that. It was uh, your religious... Uh, oh, what's the, what's the word? I'm failing at words today for some reason. You, you know, like the crazy ones that are like... Uh, the ones going around saying that you'll be burned if you don't believe in Jesus and all aye, that kind of stuff. Aye. The extremists, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll use them all on until the extremists. So um, when Henry VIII, for example, wanted a divorce and the Catholic Church said no... He's like, fuck you, yeah, made his own church. So that's how Church of England became about. Yeah. Nah, he, he wanted a divorce, so he made his own church, which is where C of E came from. Um, and that's, for me, if you look at history, that's one of the big turning points where everyone's like, religion's a bit of a joke if you can just make up your own church. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you still had these uh, extremist pre- you know, preachers. So it's like, right, um, if you want to be an extremist preacher, there's a fucking country over there full of people who don't believe in God at all. They believe in fucking uh, getting high on peyote and fucking spirits and shit. <laughs> and these people are like, fuck it, we're going to go, you know. That, that, all the, uh, they did it in Indonesia as well, all the uh, New Guinea islands and stuff like that. And they did the same with Africa. They sent off the missionaries, that's the word. They sent off oh, the buddy missionaries oh, and uh, to convert them to Christianity. 
and it was just like a you, you're fucking doing a nuts nothing with your stupid shit. Go deal these people instead. Go talk to these people. Hopefully they'll kill you. Aye. But then they all ended up there. So you got all these people who are fucking living a hard life now because crazy bad shit's going off and it's not easy colonizing a, a new land, especially when you've got Native Americans running in and chopping fucking scalps off. You've got English and French tension, as always, at a high. So there's constant fights between them. You've got the tax issues that was currently faced uh, in the UK at the time because they were in a war with France. <laughs> hmm. um, so the Brits are taxing the crap out of you. Oh, what? Hmm. Just remembered something. If I remember right, the Brits let the colonies go tax-free while they dealt with something. I think the way they dealt with uh, the Native Americans, and then they're like, right, we need our tax money back now because we've got a fight with the French. Right. And the colonies are like, oh, no, we don't want to pay that now. So that's why uh, the Brits went after the US. They're like, right, no, you're paying the fucking tax because, you know, we need that money back. Aye, aye. You don't need to pay your tax, uh, right? Yeah, and that's what led to the Civil War. Uh, not the Civil War, the War of Independence. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we'd shipped all our missionaries over there to deal with the Native Americans. So they just kind of basically saturated the place with religious heretics. <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why the US is so heavily religious-bound is because these people, like all the crazy religious people, were all sent there. And it's why Australia's got one of the lowest religious places out of like the, you know, the first world countries. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't send the missionaries there. We just sent the criminals there. <laughs> the criminals like fucking yeah, it's our party. By the way, I spoke to Siren, uh, preach gone. I was like, when was the last time you seen an Aborigine? She goes, you know what we've done with Aborigines? I'm like, what? Basically the same thing the Americans done, or the British done to the Americans. The British done to the the Indians in the states. They went over and massacred them. Yeah, they they got massacred. Same, well, you know, there's like uh, there's you know what the Indian reservations are, right? We're in the states. Yeah. No. So there's part there's like uh, parts of Ohio and Idaho, and um, basically parts of the uh, the prairies and the plains. Um, which are designated Indian land, and they have their own rules, and the U.S. law doesn't apply in those areas. Wow. Uh, and it's basically ran by the Native Americans, and it's like their own country within the country. Um, they have their own police force and everything. That's amazing. Um, and it's like the last kind of like segregated part of the U.S. is uh, these native lands, and the Australians have the same for the Aborigines. The Aborigines have their own land where they basically, you can go there if you want to, but you can't just go there and build a house because it's Aboriginal land. Aye, aye. You've got to go there and respect their way of yeah. life, sort of thing. Yeah, and it's the same in America. They have, um, oh, I can't remember what the name is, tribal lands. It's why in some states where there's no where, where there's gambling rules, um, you can still go gamble because the Indian reservations don't have gambling rules, so they have their own Indian casinos. Ah, right. Because it's their land, they can do what the fuck they like, so... Idaho, for example, might have a no gambling law, 
but the Indian reservation within that will be like, ha we don't have a gambling law, fuck you, we'll build a casino, and everyone can come to our casino and spend the money here. <laughs> you know why the, there's such a fucking stink up about gambling? It's because of tax. People can yeah, earn yeah. a fuckload of money and pay no tax on it. That's the problem. You know, but they don't really realise that people that are spending this money have usually earned it through a job, in which case they've already paid tax on it. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just that's just governments trying to take more money, but they can't claim that from the Indian reservations. They're not allowed. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Like, it's fucking mad. Yeah. But it's like the shit that was done to those Native Americans was like harsh as fuck. But. Oh, aye. Yeah, it's just one of those things. There was I was watching something. Uh, and they're talking about the water buffalo. The Indians would, that was their main source of meat, the clothing, fucking, they'd use every, pretty much every single part of the water buffalo. So, yeah. the government was paying people, like, what was it, like $25 or something for one, one of them? So people were killing them, going out in trains and loading up trains of water buffaloes. Yeah, just fucking hunting them down. Aye. Massacring them, and that's how they wanted to try and beat the Indians. It's like fucking hell, that is harsh. Like, just got a vendetta against a species. Like, fucking hell, how do you? You think about what the humans have done throughout the ages. We are assholes, like. No, you know yeah, completely. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's why at the minute with all the social justice shit, it's just load of nonsense. It's... Like it's it almost need another world war just to remind people what's important, you know. Aye. Because a lot of people complaining about stupid shit that's not important. You're in my personal space. Fuck off. It's like I seen one today. It's like you know I'm all for equality, right? But it's like uh, this girl posted a thing and it was like a statue of a woman holding a man's head, and it was like uh, you're lucky we just want equality and don't fight back. It's like what the fuck. Like, it's like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm not being funny, but it's like, if you ever got, if it ever got to that point where you women went to war with men, you'd be wiped out. Like you'd be, well, you wouldn't be wiped out. You'd be locked up back in cages, and you'd be all the way back at the beginning again. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, would, yeah, it's, you're it's you're, you're strong, you know. It's, it's yeah, it's just one. after. Yeah, it's like feminism. It's fem feminism's another weird one. Most women aren't feminist. But the feminist extremists are like insane. The, the stuff they ask for and the stuff they say, the things that they think they can get away with is just ridiculous. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, I'll give you an example, right? There was a gym up that's like a two minute walk from my house. It's just a little, there's probably a treadmill, maybe a couple of rowing machines, uh, maybe a few weight benches. It's tiny. Um, and it started off as a woman's gym. That lasted about two months, and then it become a unisex gym. Now, I don't give a fuck if it was a woman's gym, but I bet they'd give a fuck if it was a man's gym. Oh, yeah, completely. But, I mean, like, I understand why there would be a women's gym, right? Because they want somewhere they can go and not be basically perved upon. Nah, I see. Nah, no. th this is where the equality thing comes in, I think. Because women 
are the exact fucking same as men. They compared as well. If oh, I yeah, and, sports, and they do. They compared um, with me. There's no fucking excuse to have a women's gym, I don't think. I don't think there's... I don't think so. But it's like, uh, there's one in Don... There's one in my town, and it's been there as long as I can remember since the early 90s. Yeah. It's been a women's only gym, and it's always been there. But I think the one thing that kind of skips a lot of them is the fact that we don't go complaining about it. <laughs> no. Guy, no. Guys we don't give a shit. Yeah. If you want to go have a women's only gym, you go have a women's only gym. But if we want a men's only bar, then we can have a fucking men's only bar, right? Well, that, that's where but, it used to come but, in. Yeah, well, that, that's, that, that, that's kind of where it started from. I used to work with a guy, he was... I'm going to say he was in his late 60s. He was old school, like... And uh, he was telling me about the bars and outside his hometown before that they would only have one toilet, a men's toilet. So women would come in and there'd be like three of them stood outside pro protesting. One would pluck up the courage and come in. Can I have a beer? No. You can't have a beer because there's only one toilet. <laughs> and that was the argument in a lot of places. Yeah, but a lot of this, uh, again, a lot of this current social pandering comes from the fact that in the US there is no, like, it's like this whole fucking, uh, this, like, gender thing where people are saying that, you know, oh, I identify as a cat or whatever, <laughs> you know, th those people are not well, right? No, they, they need they help, are. like. And they live in the country, because they're generally always American. I mean, there's a few that aren't, but they're generally always American. And it's because there's no, like, proper care for them out there. You know? And there's a lot of these people uh, that are doing weird can't, shit can't themselves. They can't get them out of healthcare because they can't afford that. And, aye. Uh, but, again, that comes back to the fucking healthcare system, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, let's not get too deep into that because we'll be here fucking weeks. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a podcast. Okay, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you end up like oh, it's just yeah. There's just so much wrong with everything, oh, and it's yeah. it pretty much all the, the all the issues right now. You pretty much all stem back to the US. Oh, I, I don't which, which is a sad thing, you know. But, uh, the the but, current state of media, for example, that's the US. Oh, that is horrendous. But and if if you want to go watch uh, what you call it, if you go watch uh, what's Ron Burgundy called? Uh, that movie with Ron Burgundy. Um, Ah, oh, I can't remember what it's called. You know Ron Burgundy. Anchorman. Anch I, Anchorman. You've seen Anchorman, yeah. yeah. So in the second Anchorman movie, he's like, he's shit. He's about to lose his job. And what he does is he watch, he, he basically narrates a car chase. Now, if you watch US news, that actually happens, right? And, oh, look, the ratings have spiked because he's just fucking done a narration of a car chase. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then that's when it started becoming about fucking ratings and shit, and news start becoming less important and more about what kind of fucking crazy story can we make up today? Oh, have you seen the film Nightcrawler? Sounds familiar. It's a bit of... Ah, yeah, yeah, I have. Aye, right. That's... It's the one where he sets up accidents and shit and films it, right? Aye. It's basically what you described there, except he's making it happen. He, everything's going to happen anyway, but he just forces it into place, and yeah. it just makes you wonder. 
that probably happens. Like, you know, oh, these cunts hate each other. Let's get them together. Oh, they're gonna start shooting. Oh no! Hey, cut up on camera. Give me, give me a couple of grand. It's, but yeah, it's, like things like social media don't help any of this. But no, no too, there's, there's too many sheep are allowed on the internet. I've basically come off the computer. I've stopped gaming this month, and uh, I'm just using it to organise podcasts and you know things like that, get information. But uh, I'm not actually using social media for anything else. I don't actually have Twitter. I have to log into Twitter on my browser to um, get your messages. Ah. I only actually use Twitter for streaming. I just go on there, post that I'm streaming, then log back off. I don't even look at notifications or shit. I don't have the app on my phone. I I wouldn't have Facebook, but I need it for work. Right. Right, Because it's too too powerful a tool for uh, advertising to not have it. Oh, I hear you there. I never thought about that. Um, And I have Instagram. Again, I don't use it properly. I actually have an app, which I pay five quid a month, that does all my Instagram for me. So I have an app to run my app. <laughs> That's brilliant. Because my Instagram's got like seven and a half thousand followers, something like that. I just put a post on once every week or so. Sometimes I forget to do it. If I'm on the ball, I'll do it every couple of days. <laughs> the way to do it, like. But the app basically does all the hard work. I put in all the like hashtags that I want people to you know, all the hashtags oh, the that I searching. use, basically. If yeah. Hashtag, uh... And it will search all those hashtags and it'll like people's posts who like those hashtags. And then it'll, like, follow them and stuff. And if they don't follow back, then it'll unfollow them. Oh, right, okay. And it just, it keeps bouncing around like that. And it just brings in, you know, brings in quite a lot of views from it. Oh, well, that's a good idea because there's a few times I've had, uh, I think it was, like, stream elements or something on Twitter following me and it's got like X amount of thousand followers and then I'll have a look at it I'll look at the page see what it is basically the same thing with what you're doing your thingy will yeah. like them who's that go have a look oh look at this cunt he's selling this stuff so I uh, it's a good way to do it like but yeah like I will, just Facebook is just an AIDS place oh I really like Facebook I use it for Taekwondo and we've got a work group chat for Messenger, and that's it. Like 15, 20 years ago, when mobile phones couldn't go on the internet, <laughs> it was a fantastic place. Oh, it was great. But, the, but it's like... Uh, There's only PC users that had it, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it was very limited. It was very uh, focused, I want yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, back in the MySpace days and shit like that. But, but, well, give you an idea, right? So, um, I I just went and fucking added loads of friends. Like, there's all these people. If I had friends in common with them and they were local, and I thought they might be interested in vintage type stuff, I just added them. So I ended up adding, like, hundreds of fucking people. Mm-hmm. And it just came up with suggested, oh, you've got all these friends in common, so it just keeps accepting all these suggestions. And then one of these girls started, like, ranting. Um, I think it's disgraceful that people get their children baptised what the fuck? And I'm like, I mean, religion should be a choice. You shouldn't be forcing it upon them at a young age. And I'm like, uh, is that a joke? Because um, 
being baptized literally means nothing. You get baptized at one year old, they put a bit of water in your head. Yeah. There is no lasting effect. There is no scar from it. It doesn't mean shit. If at 15 you decide you don't want to be religious, it doesn't fucking matter if you're baptized. You would never remember if you weren't told that you're baptized. Yeah. If you had a genuine issue with shit like that from religion, you'd be complaining about circumcision. But because it doesn't really affect women in the UK, you don't care about it. I. And she's like, oh, well, that's different. It's like, no, it's not different. What you're bitching about isn't important. (laughs) If you actually wanted to bitch about something important, you'd be bitching about fucking kids getting mutilated, not getting a bit of fucking water put on that. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I need to leave fucking... I need to leave the internet. (laughs) Like, I need to leave fucking Facebook and the internet. If it wasn't for the fact... If I could have my work profile on Facebook without being on Facebook, I would. Yeah. Although the marketplace is handy. I like that. The marketplace is super handy. Yeah, I agree with that. You get some bargains off that. That's the way to do it. Like, there's people giving away free stuff as well, just wanting rid of stuff. I'll come around. Yeah. I'll get it. <laughs> like, I've just seen here, someone's selling a, what's you call it? Uh, a 1978 mini shell. Just a solid shell for a mini. No oh, yeah. lights, no engine, nothing. 200 quid. It's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not enough parts there for me because I'm I'm restoring a car that I have actually no fucking clue what I'm doing. I'm yeah. just kind of guessing. Hey. Taking a sander to it and spraying it. YouTube it, man. That tells you everything. Basically all that I've been doing, to yeah. be honest. That's the way to do it, man. One of those YouTube handyman. I do that all the time. See if I've got a problem. Like, I've been fixing computers since I was... I'm going to say eight, because my dad got a computer. Was it eight? So it's 87, 25. Well, it was nine, Windows 98, so it would have been 11 year old. And I was. I broke the computer. I don't know what the fuck I'd done, but I'd done something dodgy with it. And I started fucking about with it. I started f- tinkering with all the software inside it. And I fixed it. I don't even know what I've done, but I fixed it. And then from that point on, I've basically been self-taught into fixing computers. I'm good with software. I could fix stuff if it goes wrong. Say the computer, like there's apps crashing this app. That app's running there, so that's crashing this one and it's conflicting with each other. I'll fix all that crap. But I'm no good with like hardware. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, I... I, mean, I, can I can build a PC. Yeah, I, can bu- I mean, I could build a PC, but it's the fault finding part that I'm a bit, you know, what's actually broken. <laughs> yeah. I hate that part. It's, you've got to strip it down. All right, is it that RAM stick? No, is it that one? No, the RAM's fine. Right. Is it the hard drive? <laughs> is it the processor? Yeah. Is it the motherboard? Oh. It's always the fucking motherboard. <laughs> oh, I fried one. 120 quid down, down the drain. Yeah, oh. when I bought... Uh... My first PC, not the one, my current one, but I built like an interim one. When I, when I told you about streaming and my PC broke, oh. uh, I had a gaming laptop and that, um, I hurt my back and I couldn't work. So I was like on the poor man stuff. As you do. So uh, I kind of built a PC as cheap as possible. I think August gave me the money to buy a case back then. I think Dolores sent me some RAM. No, Dolores. Dreed sent me the RAM. Dolores sent me. Well, Dolores sent me some RAM as well. Uh, then right. Dreed sent me some better RAM. 
Um, and I basically built this PC from scratch. And the first motherboard I put in, I fried because I put the connectors the wrong way around. Oh, so no. I literally boxed it back up and I sent it back saying it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> I got, got it replaced. Yeah. Well, I put a new power supply in my computer and two weeks later, it just, shit. What's wrong? Setting it back. It's not working. <laughs> I had a power... yeah, that, was, that was my learning experience, that one. So I built my second one. Which is my current one. Mm, yeah. And I bought my son's PC. And I bought my friend's PC. It's, I think but, it's easy to do. You know, yeah, you bought your first is, one, yeah. that's you, you're on the ball, and then you're away with it, and you're build, 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 it's easy. But I, oh, I just. Well, I, I, I picked all the parts on Amazon. Oh, um, Said, this is what you need to buy. She went, okay, and just literally bought the parts list that I give her. <laughs> I made a shopping list, and it was like, this is all the stuff you need to buy for your shopping list. It's like, okay, bought all the shopping list. Um, three days later, she just brought it all around to me in the box. It was like, here you go. And an hour and a half later, she had a running PC. Yeah. I mean, the first time I bought, or sorry, I say bought, I upgraded my computer. Motherboard, RAM, processor, graphics card, um, new hard, hard drive, never an SSD. And it took me six hours to get it completely up and running. But that was the first time doing it. Um, it was custom built to begin with by... Got it done on a website? Uh, PC Specialist? Yeah. And they built it for me. Um, and it was, once it's built, you just put everything back where it was, like in the new stuff, as you know. So, yeah, it wasn't too hard. But then after that, I built another computer after that. It was like an hour, an hour and a half. It's a piece of piss after that. It's just install Windows. It takes ages. It's a fucking cunt, that. Yeah, that's generally the longest point is installing the software. Aye. Oh, aye. But it's good with Windows. Uh, I say 7, 7 onwards is fine. Because it finds all the drivers for you. You know, and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to, like Windows XP. You literally have to make sure... You had the the Ethernet adapter, <laughs> the Ethernet driver, sorry. Yeah. Because it wouldn't have access to the internet. Oh. Yeah, it's oh. definitely far easier, especially if you can wire in, because it'll just do it all itself. Aye, aye, brilliant. But yeah, good fun. Um, God, we've had a good chat tonight. <laughs> Yeah, like, what, 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 we finished the podcast, we actually had a podcast. <laughs> well, that, that part there, that was 45 minutes. We've been talking now for over an hour. Aye. So um, nearly two hours, actually, since... Aye. Oh, it's over two hours since we started, yeah. So we just had a, we had a, basically a longer chat after the podcast than we had on, during the podcast. <laughs> well, I started recording when we were complaining about the prison system. And I'll just add this bit into the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, we could go on about, like... I kind of, I, I am a bit of a nerd when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean, if we if you if we got talking about just the US in general, there are so many podcasts and uh, documentaries on a lot of it that can go over just to that, that highlights so many issues with it. Uh-huh. And especially if you look at the law system as well as things like uh, law and order and stuff, they highlight a lot of issues with their laws. See, you know, I didn't get lawyers like just. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
this is this is where people say I'm an anarchist because I'm like just you know, this needs fucking deleting and starting again at that point. Mm, yeah. Like it, 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 there's not there's no way you can just fix it because there's so many fucking people who'd be unhappy with the fix. You'd need to fucking remove the government completely and then start again. Aye. Because there's just too many fingers and too many pies at this point. It's a conflict of interest. Though. It's, yeah, there's far too much. It's like look, looking at this like Brett Kavanaugh thing. I don't know if you've been watching it. No. <laughs> right. So the, the guy's running through like uh, Supreme Court justice in the US, and Trump's his Trump's nominated guy to be the head, basically the head judge for the country. All right. Okay. Um. So he has to go in front of the Senate and basically explain why he should be the judge. And you've got like the left and the right quizzing him on his opinion on stuff and X, Y, and Z. And then some woman's come forward saying that uh, he raped her when they were in high school. Oh, for fuck's sake. And instead of it being dealt with privately, because it's all in public already, um, they had a public discussion about it where she got grilled, had to give a statement in front of the Senate or by this committee of uh, people from like the Republican and the, but basically from all the different political groups. Uh. Um, his political group was uh, basically calling her a liar. Uh, and saying that he didn't do it and then they interviewed him and then he started screaming and shouting this like it's, it's just it's just a shit show huh. and it just kind of highlights the it, it's you need to go like look into it because yeah. i can't really it's too in-depth for me to explain it all it's uh yeah it's a bit of a shit show which one in Asia. Oh, the one in Indonesia, the uh, uh, earthquake and uh, tsunami. Right, the tsunami. I've not actually seen it. No, I've not seen any of the footage. Right. It's. I didn't actually know what happened. It happened like what three or four days ago, five days ago. I didn't know about it. I don't watch the news, and the radio and my car is on the blink, so I don't hear anything. And uh, so I usually listen to the radio in the morning for the for the news. But a volcano erupted apparently. Underwater or some shit, wasn't it? Yeah. And kicked up a stick. Uh, followed by an earthquake. Yeah. Just... Indonesia tsunami. 1,350 dead so far. Sounds about right, like, that's fucking, it's outrageous. Well, it's, it's one of the reasons I, I, I like Japan so much, because uh, we, were, we were speaking about this earlier, and then we kind of just changed subject halfway through. Um. When I when my son's eighteen, uh, I want to go to Asia, but I want to spend uh, a full three months in Japan, oh, and because uh, I love I love the whole culture. But one of the reasons is if you, you remember the tsunami that happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, with the, with the uh, nuclear power plants and that. I know that was that was a separate thing. That was a meltdown afterwards. Oh, uh, I think that was that, I think that was that might have been affected. Uh, you know, something to do with it. But basically, a huge fucking uh, earthquake went off or whatever um, in the middle of the Pacific, and it created a fucking tsunami. It just basically wiped out like half the fucking Japanese coastline. Holy and shit. within six months, they'd rebuilt it. Six months? They fucking instantly turned it around. Holy shit. That's um, like. But like, just the way they go, in, they go about stuff, it's just, they, they do such a good job with it. See, they do a. Uh... There was a guy, I don't know who he was, but the I was telling, telling you earlier about the quality system that I use um, to implement, what is it, uh, 
there's always a, like a constant triangle, right? And it's review, improve, review, improve, and it's or something like that. And it just keeps going around in a circle or a wee triangle to get better and better and better. Every time you do something, right, how can I improve what I just did? Right, that's fine. Do it, implement it, try it again, do it again. Right, where can I improve on that that I've just done? And it just keeps going and going and going. And this guy went to the Japan and he, he managed to convince the government to implement this everywhere in the country. So their reaction forces, their, their military, their businesses, everything is all done on this. And that's probably part of what, why. Okay, this has happened. How do we fix it? Let's fix it. Because guaranteed, if they rebuild everything there, people are back in their houses, people can start working again, people start making money and funnel it back into the government. Everyone's a winner. Yeah, that's, I mean, um, there's a great YouTube channel called Abroad in Japan. It's about, it's just an English a guy from England. Um, he got a job as a teaching assistant. Um, and it's a really cool thing. They have like a Japanese exchange teacher assistant type thing Hello. where if you have a degree in anything, you just need a degree. You can go over to Japan for four years and get paid to be there. Uh, and you basically become a teaching assistant. So at the Japanese uh, school system for teaching English, they'll have the Japanese person teacher there, but they'll have an English person alongside them or somebody who speaks English to so whether they're Australian, American or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who basically assist in the understanding. So like when we learn to speak French in school, we learn it in such a rudimentary fucking linear way that it's not actually usable when you go to France. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just not really applicable. So they have the English person there to kind of add context to what's been said. Uh, and when he moved over to Japan, he basically started uh, basically vlogging it, for lack of a better word. Right. Um, and kind of just like, oh, this is, uh, I'm, today I'm in Sendai and I'm off doing this. And uh, he finished his four-year thing of uh, that, and now he does YouTube full-time in Japan. Um, and he went to like, the Aftermath place and kind of showed uh, the before, the during, and where it is now kind of thing. And speaks to like uh, people have helped me build it, and he speaks to, like the mayor of the town, and is like, "Oh, this is what we've done, and this is how we've done it." And we've had local kids from the local university kind of come up with their plans on how to uh, stop it from happening again, and we've implemented this, this, and this based on their plans. And it's just like you know, crazy, crazy stuff that they've done, but they've done it all within a year. Like you know, it's it's wow. still getting rebuilt now. They're still putting infrastructure in place to kind of stop it from happening again. Um, but the the way they go about things, they don't fuck about, you know. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't kind of spend all this time in red tape like you would in England, where it, you know it takes forever to build something. It, it's we're throwing it right back up. Right. We're getting back on our feet. And the entire community works together, kind of thing. That that's part of that continuous improvement. You know, we don't. We built this building in six months. Right? Why did it take six months? Three months of that was talking about it. You know, yeah. So where can you improve? And that's, you know, that's what we're getting at. It's basically what you just said. It's, that's how it works out there, eh? and it's, you know, I, I don't know that much about it. I don't. I've never been there. I don't. I've not looked at their how they work. I'm just telling you from an outside point of view for what I've heard. You know, so they're, they're they're far more pragmatic. They're not hindered by a lot of the kind of 
uh, issues we are. <laughs> What's it called? There's a word for it. Uh, bureaucracy. But yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's the word for it. Word of the day: bureaucracy. <laughs> but it's like that. Yeah, they're, they've never been really hindered by things like religion, right? They've never had. They've they've had people run the country into the ground. They've had people make them do stupid shit. Yeah. They've had their own versions of like Hitler and shit, but they've never kind of. That they've always kind of reevaluated, yeah, and like you know, they're all like you say, they've reevaluated and they're attempting to improve. Mm. Yeah, um, I think the economy's in a bit of a, a bit of a tartar than now, isn't it? Um, the the whole country's in a bit of a weird place at the minute. There's a whole thing at the minute where uh, the population is actually on a decline. They don't have as many. It's not like the the rest of the first world countries where they're just fucking breeding constantly. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was watching a YouTube channel. Is it Kyrgyzstan? Whatever it's called. It's basically like a sciencey type YouTube channel, um, and they break stuff down to the basic elements. And I think they were saying about uh, certain countries like China has got a problem. They've got too many. They're going to have too many old people because they stopped uh, people allowing. Was it more than one or two children? Or something like yeah. that, and it's now it's going to have an adverse effect later on. Um, well, they had to implement a breeding limit because they were basically exploding out the skin. Right. So, but Japan had the opposite way. I think they're they're more career focused, so they don't want to have kids. So, what the government's doing is they're implementing systems to you'll get more money as a couple. If you have a kid, I would imagine like a family allowance type gig. Yeah. But, uh, that's what they're trying to do to incentivize people having kids. Yeah, but what they're also doing is uh, the Prime Minister is trying to get more women in the workplace, which is obviously having an adverse effect because now the women are like, no, nah, I'm not going to work instead. So it's, it's interesting. They've got some really cool shit going on. But that's the thing. They do. They have all this cool shit going on. Yes. I'd, I'd like to... No, speaking about it, I think I'd actually like to go. Now I think about it. Just to... yeah, there's so much shit to see. And the guy I was on about who did the uh, does the YouTube channel, he did a TED talk on it, and it's like uh, people only know about Tokyo, but they don't know about the rest of the country. Aye. Um, and pretty much everyone that goes there and blogs and blogs and stuff, it's all Tokyo based. Yeah, there's all these people that are all over the country getting all of them at the YouTube channel. Aye. Um, but if all these people are in these schools started vlogging what they're doing, they'd increase tourism outside of Tokyo massively. And it basically helped the rest of Japan by encouraging people to do it. Aye. Because obviously people only know Tokyo, they know Hiroshima, they probably know Kyoto. Mm. But they, they might not know uh, Sapporo, they might not know uh, Sendai. There's a load of other places that are really cool that have their own crazy shit. You know, just talking about this, it's making me think about my holidays that I've been on in general. I've always been to touristy places unless I was away with the army. And thinking about it, it's probably better going off the reservation type thing. Go and aid like a workplace, you know, see how they work. It's you know organized. Go on a trip to see how these guys work. 
how they live, you know, and get into the nitty gritty parts of the, a country and a culture, rather than just going on holiday and experiencing some food and some dance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that'd be much more interesting, right? Even if you just went to work with them for a few days, you know, I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, one of the things about like uh, Japan that's interesting is uh, if like a town, for example, has like a niche, like a, like a very niche thing about the town, they go yeah. all in on it. So if the town is like, you know, if the, if the, in this area they grow apples, they fucking go balls in. Everything's apple related. <laughs> Literally everything. There's, uh, there's a town that's kind of like uh, where they kind of grow garlic and everything's garlic related. The lamp shades are fucking on the street, are <laughs> garlic shade. You know, they, they truly go all in on. Body. If, if they if if they go into something, they go full into it. Yeah, basically, yeah. So they have loads of. Yeah, there's just sort of like, and because this guy basically, uh, some of the Japanese tourist boards are basically kind of give him, like, oh, you know, we'll pay for you to kind of go around here, here, and here, and vlog about it because it's like he's obviously having a positive impact with his content on those areas. Aye, aye, because they get extra visitors, tourists, and then going. Yeah, and because uh, when people go to Japan, they only stick to Tokyo, um, the rest of the country isn't benefiting from it. Yeah. So people like him going out there and showing what's available in Japan, like showing what's there, uh, is increasing the tourist rate in those areas. And with Japan being such like a closed society, um, it's kind of helping open it up a little bit, you know? Uh-huh. That's brilliant. And that, that's the thing as well, about uh, tolerance of tourists. I don't think we really got a problem in the UK, to be honest, but you go some places. Um, I went to Anzio in Italy with the army, and there were, it was weird. The, there was hotels, there was maybe two or three hotels there that I can remember. I was pretty drunk when I was there. But loud, Scottish, in their face, they really didn't like me, like, and it, you could see it, you know, and it's it's a tolerance of coping with tourism, as well as the fact that you know I'm there to spend money. You know, be as nice yeah. as you can, even if it's just tolerating them, but try and also be positive and friendly, make them want to come back. You know, and obviously, the more they get used to it. The better, because then they make more money, <laughs> and then they recommend it to their friends. Yeah, there, there's a bit of that. But I think, like, uh, like back to Japan for a second. It's like uh, they don't speak English, right? Most of them don't speak English. Right. Okay. So you to kind of leave Tokyo, you need to kind of bring yourself up to a point where you can at least try and communicate with them. Aye, now, aye, that's, now, now, aye. now that's changing slightly. People are starting to be a bit more. Well, I mean, the Japanese aren't bad, nasty people anyway. They're making every effort. If they do make an effort, they love as it. A, as a tourist, it's always polite to try your best with foreign languages. At least learn to yeah. say hello. I'm fuck. My name's Scott. Uh, how are you today? Right. I don't know anymore. Sorry. <laughs> you know that. That's. Yeah. And they'd appreciate that, and they'd actually be more willing to help you because you've made a wee bit of an effort. It's not a lot, but it's something to say. Look, you know, 
I, I've learned this for you. You know, please help me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm making an effort. Help me, please. Hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Always try your best at everything you do. You go in a country, try your best. You you don't go somewhere, right, expecting a bad time. You need to make the best out of what's there. If you go somewhere and it's a fucking shithole, make it the best shithole you've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Go, get pushed, meet people. I guarantee you, it doesn't matter where you go, you're going to get nice people somewhere. You know? Yeah. But that's the... Again, that's, I suppose in a sense, that's a social anxiety sort of thing as well, isn't it? People get anxious with strangers. They don't like change. It's a similar sort of... Yeah, apparently Japan's very much like that. Aye. And the, the Japanese people are very much like that. You know, they don't, they won't interact with you because they're worried of offending you by not knowing what you say, just Aye. as much as you would be doing that. See, I've I've reached a point in my life, right, where I, I just I'll ask somebody something, right? Do you want a biscuit? Or no, for example, um, <laughs> do you want to do a podcast on, next week something? I, if you want, uh, any any day, no, any day, right? Monday's half six. Make it seven half Monday. Right, fine. <laughs> Just if they, if you know they can't make the decision, do it for them. And then if you say right that day that time, it either works or it doesn't. Right, okay. What about this day that time? Aye, and I did it at work. I did it with my boss. I did it with every cunt. You know, are we working the weekend? Well, I don't know. If you, you got to work this weekend, you get next weekend. What is it? I don't care. Well, you know, blah, blah. Right, I'll do this weekend. Ah, cool. No bother. I'll do next weekend then. <laughs> Just make the decision, man. It doesn't matter what it is. Just make it. It's fine. Nothing's wrong with making a decision. Everybody thinks, oh, I'll let him make the choice. Sometimes that's not the best way for it. Sometimes you need somebody else just to go, this is what we're doing. Well, that's it. If nobody made a decision, nothing would happen. Mm. And that's what I did. See, when I get to a mini roundabout and there's three cars, I turn up and we're like, oh, they're roughly the same time. I just go. I don't care what's happening. I don't stop and like flag that guy to go or what. Nah, I just go. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> because I know if I go, the next guy's going to go. And then the guy after him's going to go. And it'll get everything moving again. Just make the choice. Just go for it, man. You're not going that fast that you can't stop. No, if it's a mini roundabout. Yeah, that's it. What an example to use, eh? Fucking hell. Mini <laughs> roundabout. Good example, though. <laughs> it's the story of lives, man. Yeah. Good fun. Um, I've been on a a health kick since the start of October. I've done three Taekwondo classes this week, and I'm going to go for a round. Four days. I four days in. I've done three. <laughs> the first, the second, and the third. I will be going for a run tonight before I go to bed. Um, I'll do a run tomorrow after work, and then I've got 
two podcasts to do. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next on the list? I've got Glenn, the blind guy from PeachCon. Yeah, I know who Glenn is. Aye. PeachCon Dino. <laughs> yeah. Get down, Mr. President. Yep. Good fun. Aye, he's brilliant. Actually, I wouldn't have asked him if uh, I never had a couple of beers on me, but I just goes up to him. And again, I'm like, right, you, what's it like being blind? fuck was that? I just got a pop-up on the laptop. What the fuck? Right. I was like, right. What's your name? Glenn. Right, Glenn. What's it like with your vision? He was like, oh, I'm like, what was it, 70% blind in one eye? Yeah, he's, he's, and his other eye is not good either. Yeah, his other eye is f- fucked, I think. Um, diabetic, I think, I guess my cause. It was actually preached on 2017. He got too drunk and lost his uh, vision all of his own. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, that's his story. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll be talking to him about that anyway. Um, but I just asked him, right, you know, what's it like? You know, blah, 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 blah. But you get, it's like I said before, see people that have something different or something wrong or uh, I've got a niece that's uh, 90% wheelchair bound. She, she struggles to walk, she's in a lot of pain with it. And the longer she stays in the wheelchair, the more she can walk. So, and I, I just went up there, I was like, hey, what's it like being in a wheelchair? Is it any different? What Do people treat you different? You know, what? She goes, well, for starters, you're the first person that's asked me that. <laughs> Everybody else seems to avoid the question. You know, they, they've not got the confidence to come up and ask. Yeah, see, I'm the kind of person who just rolls up and just starts going, oh, yeah, what's Aye. what are we doing? And they respect that more because they know people, they're not being ignorant, they're being curious. You know, I some people don't ask, and I probably do ask the wrong way, but my point is, what's it like? How are you living with it? You know, what what would you wish that change your daily routine? You know, I'm not bothered about the fact you're actually in a wheelchair. You know, I respect you for it because I'd be fucked if I was in a wheelchair. You know, I know that for a fact. I'd be probably be bored at my skull. No, maybe not so much bored, but knowing that I can't do something because I'm in it, that would bore me. <laughs> yeah, you just find things to do in it. Yeah, yeah, probably a bad example, but. You get the point. That's not a bad example. It's just uh, <laughs> you, you're not the kind of person who's going to sit there and just fucking accept being where you are. You're yeah. going to be one of those people that's playing basketball or wheelchair. Right. Wheelchair basketball. <laughs> You'll find a way to use it, an outlet from it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's... I don't know what I would do. If, right. There's a conversation for you. Right. You've uh, lost the use... You can't use your legs. You've had an operation... Blah, 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 blah. You're in a wheelchair for a year. I don't even know how we'd approach that conversation. I'd like, what would you do? What, what would you, you know, how would you? But you can't really answer that because you've never been in that situation. I have, actually. Have you? Yeah. I, I hurt my back to the point where I couldn't walk properly. And that's actually when I started streaming and playing Warcraft. Like, oh, a right. lot. Well, what did you do? And I had my YouTube channel. Uh, I, what do you call it, picked up something far too heavy <laughs> ah. and uh, end up hitting my back. 
like you were stuck in a wheelchair. Or you just couldn't. No, I wasn't in a wheelchair. I just couldn't walk. Right. Fucking hell. How long was that affecting you for? Uh, a couple of years. Huh. Yeah, a couple of years, and then. Um... Oh, sorry, one second. That's fine. Uh, yeah, um, a couple of years it lasted. And basically, I've hurt my back a lot, a lot, a lot since yeah. I was a kid. This, this is like, this is probably such a lengthy topic, it could be suitable for another fucking day. But um, <laughs> I, I genuinely fucked my back up a lot over the uh, over the times. Um, and ended up with, so I said, put it. If you if you if you do a repeat injury in the same place of your body over and over again, Aye. your body starts to anticipate you're going to do it again, um, and it's called you get something what's called defensive tension, where the muscles in that area just constantly tense, ready to be hurt again. All right, okay. But that, it causes its own problems. So, yeah, like, I'd, I'd yeah. walk around as if like my my I'd be walking around, but my entire body would be constantly tense. Um, because I've hurt my back so many times, like the last time I hurt it, basically my body was so tense that um, moving hurt because my muscles were constantly fighting the movement. Aye, aye. Um, so, for example, if I lay down like at night, go to bed, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed in the morning properly because my muscles would be locked in place, and I'd have to break the break through the lock, so to speak. Yep. Uh, to get moving again. Um, so it would take me like an hour to get moving because I basically have to like limber myself back up. Jesus. Um, and what ended up happening was I got into the streaming because I basically come downstairs in the morning, take whatever time I need to get downstairs, and I'll just sit and stream all day. Yeah. Uh, or or I'd make a YouTube video or whatever. Um, then when my PC broke and I lost all those viewers, I was like, I don't really want to have to sit and go through all that again. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I kind of got two options right now: either sit and be depressed, or I could fucking do something about it. So I applied for a job, and they're like, uh, "Can you walk?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." It's like, "Yeah, well, you need to do all this heavy lifting." I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine," and I just forced myself to do it, and then my body basically got used to doing it again. But right. I had to like fight myself to do it. If that makes any sense. Aye, aye. You force your not just your body, but your mind back into it as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You've got to keep fighting it. Yeah, there's definitely a, a mental component to it. You need to want to do it. And it's just like anything. Like, uh, see someone's got an addiction. Do you need to want to get better? You need to want to come off whatever they're on. And then they can start healing and getting off it. Same thing. It's If your body's injured, like my knee. Um, I, I told you somebody took me down the wrong way and I buggered my knee. Um, I wouldn't kick with it in Taekwondo. I would kick the pad, but I wouldn't wouldn't throw my left leg as a kick when I was sparring. So I had a choice: a front snap kick or a side kick, <laughs> and that's nothing or punches. But that reduced my sparring to like a white belt grade, and I'm like halfway to black belt. So. It wasn't until Tuesday night 
we were doing warm up drills and it was I could jump, spin around and kick the pad with each leg. First your left side and then your right side. And it was then I jumped I kicked, hit the pad well, I wasn't hitting the pad, I wasn't kicking high enough, but I realised it wasn't actually hurting my knee. And I think that's the first time that has happened. There's no strength in my left leg. I can't keep it up for too long, but it helps you set up kicks, makes additional movements, things like that. So there was a definite mental component that I literally got over in a, like the space of about 10 minutes. Because as soon as I started sparring, boof, I was kicking with my left leg, not a problem. You know? Yeah. Whereas the fear before was, I'm going to hurt myself doing this. But I managed to go over it. I wanted to go over it. But I was holding myself back. So there's definitely a a point where your brain maybe it's scared of what could happen. You know, protecting you. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And obviously the physical side as well. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm just saying you know you forced yourself back into that environment because you wanted to get better. You wanted to do it. And it's it helped you. Do you still well, that, that, was, that was a key component of my recovery was I had to do the physio, but the pain was so ridiculous that mm. you don't want to do it because it hurts, right? Aye. But it got to the point where it hurting was less painful than sitting around not doing it. Right, okay. But I'm a fucker for hurting myself anyway. Sorry. Like, I'm, I'm always hurt. I'm an absolute fucker for hurting myself. Aye. Like, uh... I think every preach con I've hurt myself. Like every start con, sorry. Dude, what? Like every start con I've been like. So I didn't really hurt myself in Amsterdam. I didn't hurt myself in Manchester. But in Berlin, um, we were staying on the Soviet side of Berlin. And I might have been very drunk. Might have been. And uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I drank like three and a half liters of meat or something daft oh. at this meal I went to. Um, and it's like 14%, and I was... Uh, but my, my adrenaline was running pretty high, so my body was handling it. Yeah. Uh, but we're walking back, and we're on the Soviet side, and the, the street light's not great, and they've tore all the roads up and got these like dodgy little bridges over holes they've made. Ah. And I went barreling off this thing, uh, landed funny on my ankle, and broke a bone in my foot, carried on walking anyway. Oh, shit. <laughs> Because nothing slows me down. <laughs> well, if you're on adrenaline, nothing's stopping you, like. Even the next day, I think it wasn't until I got back and it was like, yeah, you broke a bone. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, in Portugal, uh, the week before we went, I came off a ladder funny and I tore a ligament in my knee. Um, and then my friend arrived in London, so we went around London for two days, but basically, I had like one of these step things on. And within two days, done like a hundred thousand steps around London or something daft. Wow! So, and then um, we went to Portugal. So walking around the airports and stuff, I'd done like another eighty, ninety thousand. Um, so at this point, my knee has started swelling up because of the pressure I was putting. Obviously, I'm a heavy guy uh, anyway. Plus, I'm torn a ligament, and now I'm putting all this pressure on it. Uh, and then I got drunk, and then tried dive bombing a kids' pool. Oh no! Uh, but obviously my leg didn't lift <laughs> because it's knackered. <laughs> so my leg just landed in the pool first and then I landed on top of it and I popped my knee out. 
oh. at this point my uh, lower leg is like coming out of place compared to my upper leg because it's just like the ligament's just not there yeah. anymore. And I still carried on trucking around because I was pissed off. And like there, there was a point where like my knee was just like it looked like my lower leg was like I ha had no exercise to it ever. It looked like a fucking peg leg because my knee was so swollen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you want to get August on and talk to him because he'll tell you all the uh, all the stupid times I've been hurt and just carry on moving like a fucking madman. I'd maybe have to get him on maybe season two or three, or maybe with somebody because I asked him and Bex to do a double. So I'd get both of them on and talk to them. Obviously, they'd be together, so it'd be easier to control. Um, but I definitely want to interview two people at once, and that they were my first choice. Um, but they don't seem to they didn't seem to be too interested in it, to be honest. Yeah, it's not really their thing. Yeah, but you know, not everybody. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Eh? No, they prefer to be on the other side of the camera. They prefer to be watching opposed to being on yeah. it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not bothered about people not wanting to do it. It's just part of the thing. Eh? But uh, I want to get somebody for, that I do Taekwondo with, one of the black belts. I want to get one of them into an, an, a face-to-face -face interview and uh, see how we get on with that because I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, because they've obviously got maybe six, seven years experience, maybe more. So that'd be good. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my uncle and my cousin were both like uh, high end black belts at Taekwondo. Oh, eh? it's a it's a good interesting sport, by the way. It's, yeah, well, it's alright. Never too. Sport. I never got too into it. I always like kung fu. Right. Okay. Always like kung fu, like yeah. just the the style of it, <laughs> the flow of it. Yeah. My dad he doesn't try and... My dad done a bit of that with mm -hmm. my cousin. Well, like people say, you know, it doesn't translate into real fighting, but if you watch, like, uh, what's his face? Uh, John Jones uses a lot of karate. Uh, yeah. Conor Gregg uses a lot of karate. Uh, Leo Machida, the stuff fucking he does with karate in MMA is amazing. Have you seen uh, Wonder Boy? Yeah, uh, Johnson, is it? He does some cool stuff. I can't mind. He beat Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thompson. Yeah, but it's fucking Joe Rogan was uh, talking about him. He was law. Oh, he was drank. Joe Rogan's in love with the guy. So, oh, he, he kicked. Uh, he kicked. Oh, the whole guy I just said. Johnny Hendrix. He kicked Johnny Hendrix yeah. in the the head with this kick, and he spun round and kicked him in the head with the same foot <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He didn't know what to do. Just a different style of fighting. Yeah. But that's why, if you if you want to like uh, really appreciate uh, things like karate and taekwondo, there's not a great deal of uh, taekwondo guys uh, in MMA. No. no. Um, it's a very. Although it, it's a very you, you can go watch sport. the Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie does uh, a lot of taekwondo in his MMA. Right. But he is Korean, so it's kind of like you know natural for him to do so. Aye. But. If you go watch uh, Leo Tomichida, his granddad, uh, his dad, is a uh, like Japanese karate legend. That's just why he's so good at it. And then his like he's brought from Brazil with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, so he's just got like a decent twofer going on. Yeah. Uh, but if you go watch his stuff, 
um, and the way he fights and the way he like focuses different body parts with his attacks, like for Emma, like, you know, I, I, I've always watched UFC until recently. Actually, I only stopped watching it, stopped watching it in the past couple of years. Right. But um, it's only because it got too much. Like it's on every other week. Uh, it used to be it used to be once every six weeks or something. Now it's like you can watch it every week if you wanted to because it's got Fight Night on Fox. BT Sports Night, yeah. uh, Ultimate Fighter, and the Ultimate Fighter finales. Then you've got the actual pay per views. It, you know, it got to the point where I couldn't keep up. There was just too much on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so now I just kind of watch the odd, the odd main event. Or if watch... somebody said something was amazing, I go back and watch it. I'm going to watch that fight the night, uh, the night on Saturday. Yeah, I'll probably watch it Sunday morning. Yeah. Well, it's on during the night, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. It's from... Is it Vegas, this one? I don't know. That's, what, eight, seven hours behind us? Aye. Yeah, it's from Nevada. Yeah, yeah from Vegas. It's about seven or eight hours behind us or some shit. Yeah, it'd be... Yeah, seven. So it won't be on until, like, three in the morning. The main event won't be on until, like, six in the morning. Yeah, it's probably worth just going to fucking bed and getting up at, like, five. You know, rather than yeah. watching everything else. I might do that. Watch it next day, it'll be fine. If I'm working, I'll, 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 I'm not be able to watch it. I'll just watch it on the Sunday. But if I'm off, then you know, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. But you know, it's it's. Uh, I, I was really into it, especially when it first came out. I, I watched like, I think I probably watched one to about one fifty, like without stopping. Like I watched. No, no, I don't. I don't mean like I, I downloaded and watched them one after the other. As in, I didn't miss a pay per view for 150 pay per views. Holy shit! I, I watched all of them. Like every one. every month, I watched them. Like I was super into because, like I say, I, I I love martial arts. I was brought up watching Bruce Lee and that. Right. And then when I was 18, I bought all the fucking um, oh. I bought all the Jackie Chan stuff and all the Bruce uh, Bruce Lee stuff, and I bought all the Jet Li stuff, all the original stuff from like the 60s and 70s. Yeah, where they go into uh, the different forms of kung fu. How would you feel about watching um, or doing a fight companion? What's that? Yeah, well, jo- Joe Rogan does it. That's got the idea for him. <laughs> Still an idea. Um, basically, oh, yeah, him he, he mentioned and, that recently, didn't he? Right, him and a. F- couple of these pals will get together and they'll watch the fight but he'll be listening to it with his headset and the sound will be coming through his headphones but you won't hear the sound so, or the video, you're just watching them and they're talking like commentating if you like and they'll be talking about the fight as it's going on as it's happening eh? You know, yeah. Obviously, they have their own discussions during it and everything, but for the most part, it's that's what it is. Eh? They're, they're commentating without the without it being on. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to sit there and talk about UFC while it's happening. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. But obviously, it need to be one in the UK. Yeah. It it have to be on during regular hours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking six, seven o'clock at night. Or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> Even that, you do it next day, and you have to sit there and watch it. What 
and you might already know the results. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, um, I love the evolution of MMA. It was. You could see it's it. always interesting, and I love it when people come back with old styles and fuck people over. Because <laughs> right. everyone's like, oh, you know, the old styles don't work because yada yada yada, but they don't realize that those old styles are incorporated into the new styles. And that's what makes the new styles like strong, but then there's certain fighters who don't understand that and they, they stick to their set ways. There's definitely no wrong way to fight. You think, I mean, there's... There, there are definitely wrong ways to fight. Aye. <laughs> but, but for but the most part, um, I think they're actually reasonably... There's, each thing's got its reasonable amount of effectiveness. And, yeah. like, there was a guy in the ring... I think it was the first one ever done. He he done the flying crane kick, right in somebody's chin. You know. Never yeah, that was Leo. That was Leo Machida. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's the son of the karate guy. Yeah, you're never doing so, that again. That's right. <laughs> but that's the thing. Um, if you look at Leo Machida, um, Leo Machida, um, so people started using the straight leg kick because of Leo Machida. Because he, he used a straight leg kick and nobody else did it. Nobody else thought just to boot someone straight in the knee. Mm. Yeah. And everyone's like, huh, that's really effective. Yeah. <laughs> because it just fucks the knee, right? Instantly fucks the knee. And he's, and he's like, well, and, and Joe Rogan was talking to him. He's like, you know, why have you started doing that kick? And he's like, well, no one does it. And it hurts. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, you like that properly. Kick him. Yeah. Hot like. Heel to knee, so you're stood all your weight on your front leg, and someone just boots you in the knee. Mm. It's gonna hurt. You're gonna. It's gonna take you off your balance. It's gonna take you off your stride. And that's what he'd do. He's just like, uh, he's like, everyone gets so into a uh, mindset. You've got to stand in the stance. You've got to fight in this way. And people are trained by these different camps, and these camps train a set way. And there's ways of fighting that are completely outside of that. But you've got to be aware of it and do it. Right. Uh, definitely. That's why some of the better fighters they go all over the place. Like uh, Cowboy Cerrone does it. He goes off to fucking Thailand and trains like uh, kickboxing. He's a kickboxer anyway. Uh, but he'll go off and do Thai boxing, and he'll go off and he went off to like uh, Japan and did karate for six months and shit like that. He's a fucking. If you want to watch a decent podcast, watch any of the ones with uh, Cerrone on. Cerrone. Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Always wears a cowboy hat, drinks beer all the time. Always pissed. <laughs> but he, he does cave diving, and one, on his last podcast with Joe Rogan, he's on about how he nearly died in this fucking cave diving accident thing. Oh, I think and I might have listened it, to that. Yeah, fucking intense ass story, man. But you go watch some of his older podcasts with Joe. Like he's a fucking legend. It's... He just he, he loves to fight. He loves to drink his beer. He loves to go hunting. Aye. And he doesn't hide it. That's the fucking beauty of it. You got all this media now that's fucking fake as fuck. And yet you get something like somebody like Joe Rogan. See if he had a TV program. He'd be fucking amazing. It'd be the best program ever. But it wouldn't, because I mean, there's one of his podcasts where he goes on about that. And he's like, uh, TV programs, you get ten minutes of content and you get adverts. You couldn't do a podcast on a TV because yeah, the, it right. would be interrupted constantly. Yeah. And that's why things like YouTube have kind of like dominated society at the minute because it kind of breaks out of those uh, well, restrictions. I know. I've, there's been a f- in the past month, 
there's been maybe a half dozen videos that I've been watching and then it's been interrupted halfway through and it's played an advert and yeah. it's I can't fucking stand it. I, I'll literally turn the video off. Well, I, obviously I've got like ad block on, right? But obviously, for example, Joe Rogan might have four adverts for his podcast. Yeah. That would get him like three pence or whatever. Uh, no, but obviously, if he gets watched like 30 million times, then he gets like, you know, 30 grand. That's like two or three hours long. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fine. The, I'm talking about like a 10-minute video. I mean, I don't watch YouTube on my phone because <laughs> I don't want to have the adverts on that. Well, if I'm heading to bed, I'll sometimes watch one or something, you know. But, oh, gosh. I like that, that advert at the start of my phone. Fine. I, I'll take it, you know. But, yeah most of my consumption gets done on my computer because of that it's it's horrendous I, I hate it I'll accept your adverts at the start of something hell I'll probably put adverts on my podcast at some point you never know but I don't want pod, I don't want to be interrupted if that, that's probably more of my point the interruptions yeah exactly which is why things like YouTube are killing regular television. Yeah. Yeah. And they can't stand it. I guarantee you the average age for TV is, is going to be high now. Like, mm-hmm. It's got to be. That's why things like wrestling is kind of not doing very well on TV. Uh, they need to put it online. If it was online, it'd be doing great. <laughs> well, uh, there, there was a comparison the other day of like the WWE content and their online content is getting almost viewed more now than their TV content. Huh. And their online content is just a watered-down version of what's on TV. Ah, uh, okay. You know, it's like it's like a 10-minute version of what happened in the three-hour show. Yeah. People are like, oh, fuck, I'll just go watch what happened in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll cut all the crap. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely fucking... TV is dying. And that's what yeah, and it needs to, because again, it's another one of these massive corporate monsters, especially the American TV. It's all corporate bullshit. Aye. Aye, definitely. And see, to be fair, even with Adblocker, right, I'll probably see more adverts than I would have if I watched TV. Yeah, it's because the YouTubers are, like, wise now. They, they have their content built into their program. Aye. Aye. So, like, if you're watching... Like, I watch a lot of Rust videos, because... Because uh, when I say about Rust earlier, it's there is there is no way to play it. There is not like a set way. It's complete yeah. sandbox. Yeah. So everyone plays in a different way. So I enjoy watching the Rust YouTubers because they all play in a different way. Some of them will play in big clans on quiet servers. Some of them will play in uh, solo on busy servers. Some of them will play duo. Some will play trio. Mm. And you know they they all play on different servers. They might play on a modded server. They might play on an unmodded server. Um, and because they all play it differently, it makes all their content unique, even though it's the same game. Aye, I know what you mean. Um, and they all—they're all sponsored by like uh, this, like you know, you know what Steam gambling is, don't you? They all have like weird gambling for skins and shit. Aye, they're all sponsored Aye. by those kind of people. But you're right that it's not the, the video doesn't pop up because YouTube put it there. The video pops up because it's built into their content. Yep, uh, I hear you. That's, and that's the thing now. There was a bit of sync up that before, wasn't there? YouTubers were getting sponsored, and they weren't they weren't mentioning it. And uh, 
they had to start self-regulating, otherwise these cunts would have got involved or the, the regulator, yeah. whatever it was. But you see it now. I we have been sponsored by such and such and blah blah blah. You know. That. Yeah, you you've got to uh, you've got to. It was mainly it was mainly tech shows that was the problem because they were like, hey, you know, like Linus Tech Tips. I don't think Linus Tech Tips did, but they're one of the biggest. Uh, but they'd be like, hey, we're reviewing this fucking Chinese brand uh, intercooler, and it's the best intercooler ever. Go buy it. But they were sponsored by them to say that, and it's actually shit. Right. Okay. Got you. So they're like, but and they weren't actually saying, oh yeah, we're sponsored by so and so. Aye. So you're um, obviously biased against them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were basically just fucking they were selling it basically. And they weren't announcing they weren't letting people know that it was a sponsored video. And there was a big kickoff about it because it was a sponsored video, so they were being paid to say nice shit about it. Aye. Aye. And people were not happy with that. That that's one thing I don't don't like. Uh, if you give me if I get something, I want to do my own review on it. I want to have my own opinion about it. I ain't gonna do a fucking. If somebody gives me a graphics card and tells me to say, oh, they'll give you a grand, tell them it's brilliant. No. <laughs> I ain't doing that. I will try it. If it's good. Well, basically, it's good. like a lot, a lot of the guys now, um, a lot of the guys now, they'll be like, this isn't a sponsored video, this is my own opinion. Right. I, I, they will say at the beginning because it's not a case of. Like YouTube is going to tell them off. I mean, YouTube will tell them off if they do it, but the fucking fans will shred them for doing it. Aye. Oh, if a fan finds out they're being paid to review something and then they give it a positive review and then try to sell it, the fans will fucking dick them. Because there was that guy with the CSGO skins. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the guy with the CSGO skins. He was like, hey, I'm going on the CSGO gambling website. And, oh, look, I've just won fucking... I've made money. Site, it? it was his own fucking site, yeah. Aye. And that's kind of what kicked off a lot of it. Mm. That's fucking outrageous, but that again, in a sense, it's like fraud. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just wrong, right? It shouldn't have. Because he he was banned on YouTube for a bit. Was he? And then weaseled his way back on. Yeah. Oh, because they're letting kids gamble or some shit as well, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, he was fucking getting all sorts. And there's a whole thing with Steam as well, and they're uh, fucking dodgy. Uh, fucking user agreements and shit like all the games you have on steam you don't actually own so you bought a game but you don't own it because the steam user agreement uh is basically they own it huh. so if yeah it's dodgy as shit man if they ever shut down you've not got a leg to stand on sort of thing basically yeah because the issue is obviously you own it so why why should you not be allowed to give it to somebody because it's yours and you're not allowed ah, to on steam you, right because in reality, you should be able to pack that game up and sell it back on. Like the Steam, Steam should have like a community sh a aye, shop. Aye. So it's like, oh, for example, Rust. For example, say I wanted to get rid of Rust. Um, I if if I if I wanted to sell it, I couldn't. Right, nothing I can do about it. What they should have is I should be able to package that up and put it on the community site and be like, here, buy my used version of Rust or whatever. Aye. But they won't do it because it takes money away then from the developers because people will just be selling their own shit. But at the same time, right, that's what happens with PlayStation games. But yeah, look, which is why look at PlayStation. How much they, I guarantee you they still make a fucking shit ton of money. Yeah, but that's why PlayStation and Xbox are shifting, trying to push online content more than uh, CD. Because they don't want people doing that. Yeah, that's a good point. 
but then all the game shops kicked off because like it's like yeah now you're costing us money and you're like putting our industry at risk because you're trying to fucking service yourself Aye. so they have to have like a fine balance but that's why because think about it right why would you pay 50 quid for a game when you could go to a shop and buy it for 30 quid nah I see <laughs> you've got a it's like it's he's got shit yeah. internet he prefers to buy the game because the biggest part of the, di- the installation folder is on that disc and he'll install it on his uh, Xbox like FIFA or whatever and then he'll just get the update on top of that when he puts it online that's why there is still a market for hard copies, be it not as big, but people that have got a shit internet definitely want to buy the, the hard copy. I think. <laughs> Are you still there? Hello? <gasps> I've lost you again. Hang on. Try again, I'll disconnect, I'll disconnect. Yeah. You didn't lose me. Why didn't you? No, I just thought I had a chance to nip for a piss while you were talking, but apparently I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> hey, you need to go for a piss. I could hear you as long as wireless headphones. Right, okay. But I thought, I'd time it just right while you were mid-sentence. I could run off, go to the toilet, come back, and you wouldn't notice. Just, just so apparently nearly, I was a bit desperate. nearly done it. You nearly done it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why is this taking so long? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, yeah that, that's one of the reasons why the PlayStation and uh, the PlayStation, Sony and Microsoft are pushing so hard for you to buy stuff through their Play Stores. Aye. Because you can't do shit with them. You know, I never thought about that. I just thought it'd be a, a good service to have. But when you, mention, when you put it like that, Saying that I don't really yeah. buy because think about it, right? If if you go to game, why would you buy the brand new game for 50 quid when you can buy the second hand one? Now, game are getting quite wise that the second hand game now might only be 45 quid, it might only save you a fiver. But if you want that game, you're gonna take the five quid cheaper option, aren't you? Oh, I, I which means know. less new games being sold. Where if it's all online, there is no second hand option, your option is you buy it online. I. And that's it. You, you buy it from them direct and you have no option. You can't sell it. You can't buy it cheaper elsewhere. Mm. Because uh, Steam got in trouble with the EU over it. Because the EU were like, no, if they're buying it, it's theirs. And you can't fucking keep it from them. Aye. Aye. Michelle Watson's fighting. Who? Uh, she's a female fighter. Uh, she's hot as fuck now. What's her name? Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson. Yeah, she's fit as well. Her nickname is the Karate Hottie. Fighting Felice Perig. That's the one, yeah. Mm. She was on that first. This is on Saturday, she's fighting. Oh, you like karate, don't you? You might appreciate this. In fact, you will. Uh, give me a second. This this is something for later, but you, you're welcome. <laughs> um, go watch this guy's content. I'll stick in general for you. Uh, general, 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 general. I've got a general channel. Oh, information oh, channel. Information channel, yeah. 
Best fucking martial arts on the internet. Ah, you just fucking you hit something like a thousand things and shit. Oh, he does videos like that, yeah. Like his hundred thousand subscriber video was uh, all the different ways to punch somebody in the groin. A <laughs> hundred hundred ways to attack the groin. Uh, Four million views, but it's a hundred ways to attack the groin in two minutes. Why not have seen that? I can't remember which what it was, but it was basically It'll probably be that one. Oh, maybe it was a. What was it how to punch someone? Was it? I think it was like a hundred times in a second or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did that one. Yeah. <laughs> but it, they shot it all and put it in super fast forward. Aye. That was yeah. But what he does is he got he's got a series called. Uh, well, it, basically, it's whatever the martial art is, is bullshit. So it's like uh, karate is bullshit, taekwondo is bullshit. Right, and it'll basically, it'll basically take one point of the martial art and then rip it apart and then be like, this is why our martial art is better than that. <laughs> yeah. so he's got Master Ken vs. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Oh, right. And he gets like actual martial artists. And in fact, I think Michelle Watson was on it. She showed him like an axe kick and he's like, See, what she did there is this, but you can easily count this. So in Emeridote, we'd do this instead. <laughs> <laughs> and it always ended up with a punch in the groin, because you got to remember to re-stomp the groin. Oh, aye. aye. Double stomp. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's the way to do it, like. Master Ken's a legend. See, there's, there's a lot of YouTube channels that I've lost over the years. I used to love the Yogscast. No, I kind of got into that oh. stuff. I started it quite late. It was actually... Uh, it was Preach who kind of got me into all that stuff. Really? Yeah, I never really bothered with YouTube. I never watched it, never went on the website. And I need, I actually, I, I played my Rogue and I was playing Assassination Combat to a decent level. Um, and I wanted to know how to play Sub because back in Dragon Soul you needed to know how to play Sub. And I knew it was going to be needed for Spine. So I kind of went out my way to find out how to play it before, it got, before I had to, basically. And then it was like, and my mates, I'll oh, go watch this video and let me preach this video. Uh, and that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is what YouTube is, is it? And he's like, oh, he streams as well. And that's when I found out what Twitch was. I had no idea what it was. Because yeah. <laughs> I had no interest in it. I, I, I don't have any interest in it. I don't, like, other than streaming myself, I don't really watch people on Twitch. Right, um, okay. But it was like, oh, I've watched that video on Preach. And I was like, oh, what's this other video? And I was like, oh, what's this video? And then you watch Preach and he'll be talking about a video. He's like, okay, I'll go watch that video. <laughs> and, and now I just fucking end up watching YouTube all day. I, I, what was, can you remember the first thing, the first video that you seen of Preach's? Because I can't remember what the fuck, what the first one yeah, was. Yeah, it was, was uh, what's it called? It was his sub, sub guide in Dragon Soul. Oh, where right, he right, had right. a really bad green screen where he was stood up. All the time, he, he stood up over the. Uh, his video was shot over uh, the flying, the one where you're on a boat in Dragon Soul, uh, Warmaster, whatever his name is. Uh... You had to fight the boss on the boat, and you had to run side to side and soak your. Ah, uh, Deathwing. No, before Deathwing, before you get to Spine, the boss before Spine, you kill oh, all tracks in on the boat. Dragon on the boat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
yeah. Uh, Warmaster Blackhand, was it? It's not that. No, well, not Blackhand. I know what one you're on about. It dropped that fucking drink at and he did. That's all I remember. <laughs> I've no played a rogue. I've Warmaster Blackhorn uh, is his right, name. Okay. I've no got the patience for the, the energy of a rogue. Same way, a feral druid. I, I can't. I can't do it. It's the whole waiting. You know, I, I don't know if there's a spec that you can maybe. You didn't have to wait. But I can't. Yeah, I need to be doing something 300% of the time. You know, what's happening now? What's happening next? Right, what am I doing after that? Right, bang, bang, bang. Right, what's happening next? Bob, 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 bob. And up until Wad, I was pretty much main enhancement shaman. And I was brilliant because if you were in melee range, you could start setting up for when you were back in melee range. So you refresh your totem, you, you know, you refresh your debuff, buff yourself, right, back in again, bum, 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 bum. Right, run away for the boss again. Um, same again. So every time you went back into the boss, you had like a full minute where you were just constantly DPSing. You didn't have to worry about your buffs or nothing. And uh, then Legion hit, and you had to start focusing on passive buffs. So you had to wait and make sure you had enough Maelstrom to spend on this and spend on that. I'm like, nah, I ain't doing it. So I picked a, well, I wanted to be a Fire Mage, but that turned out to be shit. So I went Frost. So I was going between Frost and Arcane before I stopped playing on Sunday. And then I just quit. I just kind of fucked with it. It's just, I think the game's broken now, like. The, the content is not very good uh, no. at the minute. Um, they didn't improve anything from Legion. It's like, oh, that works in Legion, we'll keep it. So the big game is basically Legion with a new skin. Aye. And people don't want that. No, they want something different. To experiment with stuff. World Quest, alright, fine. I can handle that. But it needs to be better. And these fuck that fucking turtle shit. Oh, save the turtle. Fuck off. I don't want to save turtles. I want to kill shit. I want to murder something. <laughs> go, in, go into the water and kill a hundred crabs. You know, I, I'll do that. <laughs> no. It's just... The way, like you said, it's just the same. But... Different. And shit. You've not got your weapon that you're trying to build. Now you've got a fucking... Your helmet, chest and sh what? Helmet, chest and shoulders. That you're trying to build up, but you're not building them. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm getting shit at the minute because I've not done any. I, I've literally done nothing other than rave for the three weeks. I've done no. I don't do anything plus. I can't be asked for them. Right. Uh, I, I didn't do my ten last week. I forgot to do it. <laughs> um. So like my gear is like falling behind people who are doing it. Aye. And it's like, ugh, I don't want to do it. I don't like doing it. I'm only raiding at the minute just to keep a raid team going. You know? Right, okay. I've, I just can't be fucking anymore. I was trying to push into Mythic. Well, I have. I've been doing Mythic before. It's not exactly a fucking achievement doing it. But I wanted to try and 
push it a bit more, but the guild I'm in doesn't seem to want to push that hard. So, I just can't be fucked anymore. I just... Uh, I don't know. I might go back into it, I might not. But as it stands, no. Yeah, the game isn't great. There's so many people quitting the game as well. Like, so many people quitting the game. Yeah. Like, they seem to be quitting in droves at the minute. There's so many people logging just go, look, uh, you know, if I get kicked, I get kicked, because I'm not playing, I'm not bothered. Yeah. And I'm finding myself getting pulled back to Rust more and more. Because, like, last, like, for the past year, I've been busy. Like, loads of, loads of IRL shit going on. So no time to game. Even uh, if I wanted to, I had no time to do it. Um, I found that I could just log into Rust, run around, cause havoc for an hour. And what I used to do is I used to, um, used to log in and be like, right, I'll play. Because sometimes in Rust, it's about investment. Especially if you're on the busiest servers. If you don't have the time to invest, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Because everyone's just going to surpass you so quickly and raid you <laughs> before you can even do anything. Um. So what I do is I'll just basically log in um, and just see what I could do for as long as I could do it. All right, okay. Um, and I, I called it nomading. But basically, I'd run around and I'd find, if, say, say somebody quite newbie had built a base, I'd, I'd find out how to exploit their base, break into their base, nick their shit, and just kind of see what kind of trouble I could cause. Um, and it got to the point where I was playing for half an hour and then I'd turn it off. To the point where I was playing for four hours straight because I wasn't dying. Because I was like doing so well, but I just basically played till I died. Yeah. But the best one I had was uh, I logged in and I found a base and say say you built a base, right? You can put a tool cupboard down, which stops other people building your area. Right. But you can you can put twig down on people's buildings. So if you had a base with a thing down, I could put twig on your building. And I could put ladders on your building if I had a ladder, but ladders are hard to get. Um, and then I could climb on top of your building, or if you had like a window, I could climb through your window if it wasn't secured. Um, so what I'd do is I'd run around looking for bases that were easy to climb into. So say they put windows on the second floor. Yeah. Um, I'd find a way to get to the second floor, and then I'd go in through the window and have a look mooch around the house, see what they got going on and nick their shit. <laughs> um but what you can do is if you've got another person, you can jump on their head and then jump up to the second floor. Oh, God, see. So I found a base that was uh, had open windows around the top. Uh, I was able to put the twig down on the first floor so I could get to the first floor. Um, but I couldn't get to the second floor, so I ran around, found this other dude, I'm like, hey, do you want to help me raid this base? And he's like, yeah. So I went back, got to the second floor. I boosted on him to the third floor. And then we jumped in through the windows, and they hadn't because they thought they were secure. They left the doors open inside, so we basically got free reign of their entire base. Took uh -huh. all that shit, got fully weapon, fully loaded up on guns, uh, gear, um, and they had some raiding mats of their own. They had a couple of explosives, C4, and things like that. So I, I took their gear and then went and started raiding other people. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I was like, uh, there was like a massive clan, and they were taking there's like. Uh, the game basically has like a, every every four hours a helicopter will come in and patrol the island, and you can basically fight it. All right. Uh, so this this group of like four people were fighting the helicopter while they were fighting the helicopter. I snuck in and wiped them out. Hmm. 
and then <laughs> stole the stole the loot from the helicopter. Oh, that's brilliant. And uh, you know, they then came hunting me, hunting me down and killed me, but I'd hid all the stuff all over the map by this point. <laughs> so the next time I logged in the next day, I just went and picked up all the loot that I left in these stashes and then decided that I was gonna torment them and just went out killing them for a couple of hours. <laughs> Evil man. <laughs> well, it, it turns out they were admin and they were abusing them anyway, so it wasn't too much of a problem. Because ah, right. they have commu- they have community servers. And they're on the community server, it's like, I can have my own server, you can have your own server, and you can do whatever you want with your admin power. Um, and I caught one of them cheating when they were taking down the helicopter. He was uh, shooting the helicopter, and I noticed he wasn't getting hurt because the helicopter will fuck you up really quick. Yeah. Um, and he was surviving the helicopter. It's like, yeah, he's got fucking god mode on. That's how he's taking down the helicopter so easily. Right. So I, I took down his mates, and then he came after me. <laughs> But I hid loot everywhere, so all the loot I nicked from them, I basically they didn't get back because I hid it everywhere. And I didn't have a base, so it's not like I could take, raid my base to get it back because I'd hid it in rocks and shit. That's brilliant. I need to give that a go, like. Yeah, I played it with uh, one of the guys from PreachCon. We were talking about it at PreachCon. He, he came and joined me. Um, and he's like, this game is like, because uh, me and him were playing, and there was this other guy playing. I mean, this other guy had a bit of an argument to start with, but um, we ended up making friends, as you do. As you and do. Uh, this guy built this fucking huge base right next to mine. And I'm like, uh, I think his name was FaZe. I'm like, oh, FaZe, any idea what's going on here? Because this guy called FaZe was going around raiding everybody. And he's like, no, I've not seen that. I'm like, yeah, this morning this was like a one-by-one, one, and now it's like a fucking massive great big base. So there's something going off. There's mul- there must be multiple people in here farming away. So there must be a lot of loot in here to build up so quick. So he's like, uh, do you have any mats to raid? I'm like, I've only got a few bits. He's like, well, give me your few bits. I'll make it into the explosives and then we'll raid it together. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so Tom's just basically sat there watching while me and this guy raid this other base, this huge fucking base. I'm like, well, if you look at the shape of it here, here and here, he's probably got his loot in these sections here. And uh, Tom's like, this is like fucking CSI shit. The way you're like dissecting the way the guy's built his base. <laughs> and then we started blowing this base up. And he's like, everything you said was like accurate. Like the the, the, the knowledge that we had of the game <laughs> meant that we were able to dissect the way he built his base and figure out where his loot was uh, and just basically okay. rob him. Fucking hell. Huh. Seems like it's what, what it's fun, like. Got a little potential for the Sims yet. I, I have loads of fun on it just because I mean, there is a lot of farming in it and it can be very Minecrafty and you can play it Minecraft like if you want to. Mm. You know, you can you can sit there and farm and build nice big houses and shit. Uh, but the, the fun part comes in getting the loot necessary to fucking take on like the helicopter, take on the tank. Yeah, they've got like a new uh because it's an island, they're, they're adding, I think it should be adding tonight, actually, if it goes live, um, like a floating monument. So there's basically a cargo ship that goes around the island, and there's NPCs in it for you to fight, but there's loads of loot on it as well. Alright. Like a raid thing. Kinda, yeah, but it's, you can do it on your own. If you want to do it, you can do it as a group. Uh, I'll see if you're a lot harder on your own. Yeah. 
have... it's, it's brutal, right? If, if, like, I ran into you and killed you, I'd be able to just take all your shit. Bye. But there's, like, no bags or anything. It's like, you won't be able to keep your loot unless I left it here. Yeah. The... We had... I used to play Arma 2. Like, DZ and all that. I started off like a, a, a version of DZ. Well, um, that was kind of what it started off as. Alright. Well, I was playing Arma 2 and we had a... It was one of the islands they set up on a server that was... Basically, you had to get a big group together. And you had to go pumped out ready for war. And you went in and... I don't think the zombies spawned on the island, but the... The NPCs were fucking difficult. They were, I don't. Well, they weren't actually that difficult. There were just loads of them. And yeah. They were accurate, like, and you had to fight your way in, and it was it was a good wee fucking, like, couldn't you waste a couple of hours and not like, you know. Well, that's what Russ started off as, and Russ was one of the first ones to have the battleground, which things like Fortnite and, um, PUBG kind of copied. In fact, PUBG started off as a ripoff uh, from. The guys who made the Rust one. Alright. I thought it was that. No, like H1Z1 or some shit. You know, the no, H1Z1 one copied because H1Z1 was originally uh, like Rust. You'd go in, there'd be zombie filled uh, areas, and you could go in, build bases. Yeah, you go in and build these huge bases up, and kind of off you go. Oh, these hmm. shit balls. I mean, when I first started playing DZ, I got a. Uh, I come across these guys, and they started talking to me, and they're like, Go down on your knees. I'm like, I've got no idea how to do that. Press this key. Go down on my knees. Next thing I know, I've been handcuffed and blindfolded and shit. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> they robbed me. I only had like an axe. And then, yeah. They just left me. Well, they, they released me. But then they told me to run away. <laughs> they had guns and shit. It was pretty cool. Just a wee bit of role playing in there, eh? Yeah. Is there role playing in Rust? One sec, one sec. Sorry, I just put rust on and it's fucking really loud. Alright. Oh, sorry, I just turned it off. <laughs> the what'd you call it? Ah, is the role playing in Rust? People do that, yeah. There's like servers where there's like uh limited crafting options. So it's like uh there's servers where it's like medieval only, so you can't craft guns and shit. So you can mostly practice bows. But they're like few and far between. Um, and you've got people that build role player houses, you know, that've got porches on and there's like a whole role player kind of like a build set where there's like chairs and tables and picture frames and shit like that. And banners. So it, it, yeah, there are servers for that.
see I've tried roleplay in Warcraft, that was weird. Uh, one of my friends was on a roleplay server and I joined that server to be with my friends. And uh, yeah, I didn't get on very well with the roleplayers. Mm, I kept getting tell, tell off because uh, I knew people's names and uh, without being introduced to them and my spelling, <laughs> my grammar and everything. They used to kind of like roleplay in Silvermoon. And I used to go into Silvermoon in stealth, in, well, I was a druid in cat form, just in stealth, and start saying stuff in dash S, but they couldn't see me because of the level or whatever. Uh -huh. I'm interrupting their roleplay, and I get told off for interrupting their roleplay. <laughs> okay, now. I'm a nasty pasty like that. As you do. Yeah. Right, mate, I think I'm going to call it a night. We've been at this for a while. <laughs> yes, mate. No worries. Uh, I'll link to a video, right? This uh, a guy who does. He doesn't always do Rust videos. He doesn't do very many. He's only just done the other one every now and again. Now he didn't play as much. Right. But uh, it's one of the. If any, if anybody wants to get into Rust, that's one of the videos they should watch because it's fucking hilarious. Okay. He, he he role plays quite a lot in Rust. Aye. Uh, but, but I've watched that video so many times, and it's just so good. But if, if that doesn't get you wanting to have a have a go at the game, nothing will. Yeah, I'll put that in the description as well. That's uh, another good bit info. <laughs> okay. So I bought all this snowboard gear off the internet. I got a Volcom and all these fancy snowboard brands. Um, but it fell through, so he sold it on eBay. But back then there was only there was two eBay's: eBay.com and eBay.co.uk. He bought yeah, it all off dot com, that. which is international, which is basically eBay America. Aye. Um, and he sold it all on eBay UK, and he actually made money out of it, even though he bought the stuff, used it, and sold it on. Oh. So he started buying stuff from dot com and then just selling it straight back on dot co dot uk. <laughs> um, and that's kind of I used to work at the time at Curry's um, when it was Dixon's back then. Aye. Um, and I used to, there used to be in my curries, there was a phone shop and it was a separate thing. Um, but I shared all their systems, but I wasn't employed by them. I was employed by a phone company. Um, but I had access to all their systems and I used to have no customers because nobody went to the fucking curries for a phone back then. Um, so I used to sit there and go through their stock lists and find all the stuff that was cheap because they just reduced stuff and it, to the point where it went down to like 99p. So I used to find all this 99p stuff, then hunt around the shop because I had nothing else to do, find all this 99p stuff and buy it all. And then I'd sell it all on eBay. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so I was doing that. He was buying the stuff from abroad and selling it. But he was really into his vintage stuff. Um, so he started buying stuff for himself, old vintage, like uh, feeler, uh, tennis shorts and tops and stuff for summer. And he'd buy himself tweed jackets and shit for winter. Um, and then he found out, you know, he'd buy it and then sell it for like three, four times the value. So we kind of like got into sourcing the stock until we found suppliers um, and started flipping it. And that's kind of how we got into it. Oh. And then we, but back then you used to have to go handpick from your suppliers. Now you've got to do everything by bulk, but back then you used to go and handpick. So we'd go to these places and just rummage through tons and tons of like uh, used clothes. It'll all be separated off already. So, you know, Denim shirts will be in yeah. one ton bag. Yeah. Uh, jeans will be in another ton bag, so on and so on. Um, 
but we'd go through it all, find random stuff, and then, um, you know, we'd had stuff that we knew would sell, but then we'd try and find new stuff to sell. It's like football tops and shit like that. I don't like football. I can't stand it. It's a horrible fucking boring game. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not you can make some it. decent money from uh, their supporters. <laughs> <laughs> Like, even now, if I go, I go to a charity shop and if I see a football top, it doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's less than three quid, I'll buy it because I know I can get at least 12 quid for it. Oh, wow. You know? Um, but as an example, uh, one of these football tops, it had... It was a Southampton shirt. And I looked at it, I'm like, I'm fairly sure this is rare. And he's like, why? I'm like, well, have you ever heard of Florida Air before? And he's like, no. I'm like, well, neither have I, and that's who it's sponsored by. So it must be either old or unique, one of the two. Yeah. And we got back home, and it turns out um, they only sponsored Southampton for a month, and then they had a massive air crash, and the company crashed. Huh. Um, so this top was only actually available for a month, and it cost like two quid, and I sold it for 130 quid, because it was like rare as shit. Oh, so all the wow. Southampton collectors were out for it. That's, that's something else. Wow. <laughs> So it's just a case of uh, finding cool stuff, finding rare stuff, and yeah. maximizing your money from it. Which is where I get like the enjoyment from it. I get the enjoyment from ordering my stock, getting a big box of random shit, and finding the stuff in there that's actually worth the money. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, uh, at the minute, I just got a box of coats the other day. Uh, two of them are from World War II. If I didn't know that, I would have sold them for 50, 60 quid and not known any different. But uh, because I know it, they're 200 quid each instead of 50. Woofed. Well, hey, one man's junk is another man's treasure. Well, hey. uh. well yeah, to a degree. Some people don't realize the value of the stuff from throwing away. Yeah. Um, even like high street stuff, it's really daft. Um, somebody gave me a load of stuff to sell, and it was all from Primark and shit. I'm like, this is not going to sell for anything. And I looked, and I'm like, oh, there's people buying it. So I, I chucked it on, and I chucked this jumper on for like 15 quid or whatever, not really thinking much of it, and it sold fairly quickly. I'm like, oh, yeah, I sold it 15 quid. They're like, how? I only paid 10 quid for it new. <laughs> like, the People buy, uh, spend uh, more on the old stuff than they do on buying it from Primark as it is. Oh, wow. It's bizarre. bizarre. Because they turn over the lines so quickly. They turn over the, the, the change like stock every three weeks. So what you see now, you probably won't see in three weeks, their main stock. They have wow. the staple stock, which they have six months at a time. But the window display and all the stock that fills that window display is gone really quickly. So if you don't buy it then and there, you'll never see it again. So people look out for this stuff online because it's like, oh, I wanted that when it was in Primark, but I can't get it anymore. And they're willing to pay more money for it. Ah, playing the long game. Yeah, well, that's how uh, the fashion industry works, unfortunately. It's all about turnover. Just keep churning more shit out. And women just soak it up. They, you know, oh, new shit every three weeks. Buy it. So that's how H&M and Topshop and that work. That's, that's, they employ people to work that out, don't they? Get rid yeah, of this stuff, a, try this stuff. Algorithms, stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's all based around uh, fashion shows. Fashion shows put the shit out. They send their designers. They basically rip off the idea from the fashion show. 
So these people that are wearing bin bags or whatever, that there'll be a certain style to the bin bag. So what they'll do is they'll take that back and they'll modify that style into um, a jumper, for example, and then that'll be the you know this season's coming fashion. Yeah, this is the end thing this month. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, basically, basically, because I know people that are really into this fashion nonsense. Um, and they follow it and they're like, oh, yeah, you're doing this for season 18. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck season 18 is. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's like <laughs> Game of Thrones, is it? And it's like, uh, they're like, how do you not follow this stuff? I'm like, because I, I, I stick to kind of what I know. Aye. And I kind of, I'll dabble outside it only if I see that it's selling. That's, uh, that's fair enough. Yeah. How long, what's your uh, future plans for? that then do you want to start get like a big business going or are you just quite happy prodding along and uh, the current plan is uh just to kind of keep it rolling right um i don't want to have to i, I want to earn enough to survive um but the the goal is i want to go and travel the world and stuff and see all of asia all um, of I asia can't, yeah I, I want to go spend. Well, yeah, okay, most of Asia. I, I want to go to Japan and China, really. Right. They're the main two. But it's like while you're over there, you might as well pop to Australia and New Zealand, right? Obviously. Mm. While you're yeah. there. And maybe Bora Bora as well. Yeah, maybe. I'm not really interested in like Thailand and shit like that. Right, okay. Um, it just seems one of those overdone places, you know? Aye. But, well, I'd like to go to. to uh, Career. I want to go there. Yeah. Korea has never really interested me that much. No. Um, always Japan. Oh, Japan and China have always interested me. Like I, I grew up watching bloody Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> I don't think I've so, seen any of his films. How have you not seen any of those movies, I man? I don't like, know. They I'm are, not... even now, they're like the best movies ever. Yeah, I've not even seen The Godfather. Oh, I don't know, really watch any of the American mob shit either, to be fair. Yeah. I'm not really into that New York bullshit. So if I was going to watch any uh, Bruce Lee stuff, what would you think I should you... watch? Oh, the fucking Enter the Dragon, Boss Man. Aye. Game of Death. Oh. Any of them, man. They're amazing. They're like the Chinese version of James Bond, but he kicks ass. <laughs> Okay. But everyone's like a different story, right? They're, they're amazing to watch. Aye. And they're all so badly dubbed as well. It's brilliant. Well, there's all these Chinese people running around called Harry and Frank because they're like dubbed and they don't they really know what <laughs> like English names to use. So they just kind of use like really old English names to, you know. Hey, Tony. <laughs> hey, Tony. I uh, the uh, Jackie Chan with an American accent and that. Uh, my. Yeah. Well, they're dubbed by like Chinese people who speak English. So. They generally, uh, want to call it, but you, you need to see it because his his action, his like actual uh, martial arts that he uses in the movies is legit shit. Right, it's, it's amazing to watch. Huh. See, that's one thing. Since I've started doing taekwondo, I'm, I am no expert, by the way. But see, watching films with fighting and things like that now, you're like, nah, that he didn't help me. <laughs> Which is yeah. a damn fucking shame because I used to enjoy films like that. Yeah. I, any of the Chinese martial art movies, uh, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, 
Bruce Lee that they need to be seen, man. Especially considering uh, a lot of them actually do the same movie. They just retell it in their own way. <laughs> uh, Fist of Fury is uh, one that Jet, Jet Li's done his own version of Fist of Fury. Jackie Chan's done his own version of Fist of Fury. Uh, and it's basically about the occupation of uh, China, uh, the Japanese occupation of China. Oh, and okay. uh, they basically, um, their, their school is basically supposed to be shut down by the Japanese and they end up having a fight with the Japanese commander. Oh. Um, so it's Kung Fu versus uh, Karate. Oh, yeah. And then the Bruce Lee one, he just goes in and fucks them all up. Oh, they, they do, the Jet Lee one as well, he goes in and fucks them all up. Uh, and it's amazing to watch. Like they're, they're, Both of them are absolutely epic. But what I think the story is, um, the Japanese guy puts up an exhibition, an, ex, an exhibition, an exhibition, bleh, words. Um, yeah, with the lead Japanese guy versus the head of this uh, Kung Fu school. And the Kung Fu school guy just fucking dicks him. Like, absolutely fucking embarrasses him. Right. Um, so, in a roundabout way, he either poisons him or he gets him taken out. But he basically gets this guy killed. Um, and when the kids from the school find out, uh, the lead kid, who's like the best of them, he goes and takes them all on. And it ends up with him having his own exhibition match against uh, the Japanese guy, and he fucks him up as well. <laughs> that sounds like uh, fun. They're absolutely amazing movies. There's loads of Western remakes of Jet Li movies. You just gotta, once you watch the uh, Bruce Lee movies, sorry, um, you'll kind of recognize loads of other movies that are kind of copied it. Oh, okay. Well, I need to get a go. Like, if you've not watched any of the Jet Li stuff, he, Jet Li's been doing action movies since he was like seven. Because oh. he's like, he, he's been doing martial arts since he was like two or something, baffed. And like, Jet Li's another one who's like legit. If you've not seen any of the Jet Li movies, as, and even Jackie Chan, if you go back and watch the old Jackie Chan movies when he was in his 20s. I've seen one, like, uh, The Drunken Master? I've seen that one. Yeah, Drunken Master was a bit later on. But if you go back and watch like Snake and Crane, where he does all the animal kung fu stuff, he he legit knows it all. Uh, He's tough as nails as old Jackie Chan. He oh, did, uh, what's it called, like that? What's one in Brooklyn? Uh, Brooklyn? One of his first movies in America, um, it was in Brooklyn, and he jumps off a hovercraft, if you remember. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx, it was called. Rumble in the Bronx? Yeah, and he jumps off a hovercraft, and he breaks his foot. So what he does, he puts his foot in a cast, and then puts a fake shoe over the cast, and then he continues to run around on it. Oh, I think I've seen... Uh, no, it was like an interview about that. And I think, did they not take a picture of it? I'm sure I've seen yeah, if you see it in slow-mo, his foot's like five times the size it should be because it's got Aye. a cast with a fake shoe over the top. But he legit broke his foot in the uh, jumping off this fucking Fuck thing. Oh, he's a hard bastard, I'm like. But it's, the martial art movies, there's so many decent ones, man. There's, you've got your Thai guy, you've got Ong Bak, Tony Ja. He does like uh, old-school traditional kickboxing, Thai boxing. But he, he does proper old-school Thai boxing. With like lots of flying elbows and shit. I thought about doing some Muay Thai, but I don't know if I can handle my shins getting poked every day, like stuff like mm. that. Yeah. Some of the way they kick things, it's like, oh. 
By the way, so I should kick it wrong. I was sparring the other night, and uh, it was point sparring. So if you block it and it, somebody else doesn't see the block and it, it's actually a point or whatever, right? They'll shoot point. So I had my my right my left hand up to to guard my face and my right hand down, blocking this kick. The next thing I know, oh, here is point. So I dropped my left hand to receive a fucking foot right in my fucking chin. Oh, <laughs> burst my lap. It's bursting like three or four places. It's sore as hell. <laughs> and then that's nothing. I was fine with that. You know, it was burst. O- I was fine. I kept going. And you know what took me down? A 14-year-old girl. Kick you in the liver? No, 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 no. I kicked her. My shin hit her Aye. thigh bone. You kicked her wrong then, yeah. Kicked her right Don't in the thigh. Oh my god, it dropped me like <laughs> I've got yep. a big lump it, on my shin. <laughs> yeah, well, um you know the issue there, right? Your the angle of your kick was wrong. Yeah, I should so have. So if you kick somebody <laughs> Well no, even if you hit with your shin, you've got to have the correct angle. If you have the wrong angle, you can snap your shin bone very easily. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've seen the videos where people kick someone and break their own leg. Oh, yes. I watched that, that Anderson Silva live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's because um, his leg kicks are so uh, consistent. Um, what? Uh, what's his name now? I can't remember his name. The American, the American dude. Oh, I can't remember his fucking name. Either way, whatever his name is, um, when you kick somebody in that manner, there's a certain way of checking it. When you check the kick, it doesn't hurt either of you. Well, it does hurt you a little bit, but it doesn't hurt them. But what he did is he turned his bone out on purpose, so he made it so that um, it hurt uh, Anderson Silva. But because Anderson Silva didn't change his uh, the style of his kick, he basically broke his own leg on him. Oh, and wow. there was a lot of people who... Uh, ah, Weidman, that's it, Chris Weidman. Everyone oh, said wow. that uh, Chris Weidman was like in the wrong almost because... He knew uh, what he was he, doing. Yeah, he positioned it in such a manner that um, the result could only be that his either leg got hurt or broken. Uh, but Anderson Silva never adjusted for it. He just kept kicking harder and harder at the same point. Yeah. Um, and he's like, it was hurting every time I did it, but I didn't really think too much of it. And because um, you basically there's an angle that you're not meant to kick at, and yeah. Weidman basically ensured that every kick hit at that angle. That's something else, like. Now that Anderson Silva, he's an old guy, isn't he? Oh, he's forty up now. Yeah. A but he he's uh he just said that if Conor McGregor beats uh Nogamangoff, he will fight Anderson Silva. Oh wow. That'll be some match up like. <laughs> yeah, Anderson Silva said he'll be up for it. So there's like talk of a super fight if uh if and when Connor beats this Russian dude. <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to that. We've got, uh, we've got Cal Aviv this weekend, haven't we? Yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah, I've got to watch that. Like, Yeah, cool. interesting to see Connor wins. Because if he does, like I say, I'd like to see him against uh, Silva. There's also talk of Jones versus... Uh, jo- everyone wants to fight Connor because it's just free money. <laughs> well, um, but John Jones is on about... Uh, he's, he's just grasped somebody up and got his suspension lifted. So he can fight in a month or so. Oh, I heard um, of it. That's quite controversial, isn't it? Yeah, there's uh, talks that uh, it, there was talk a while back that he would take on Brock Lesnar. 
Because right. Brock Lesnar's back in the testing pool. Right. And he's actually clean this time. Because huh. uh, after his uh, naughty stuff with Mark Hunt, he's, uh, he's been made to be tested properly now. Yeah. The thing is, it's got to be fair, eh? because if they allow anything like that, then everybody does it and it becomes outrageously fucking skewed. You know, you've... you've yeah, got... well, because he, he got around it with the Mark Hunt thing. They're like, oh, you know, he's it's too soon. To, like, we can't test him before the fight because it's on short notice and right. he's coming out of retirement. So it kind of, like, it skirted a rule, but they tested him afterwards to find he was, like, fucking, obviously, on full-blown steroids. <laughs> like, Brock Lesnar was, like, in full wrestling... Fucking hell. Uh, steroids and Mark Hunt was not happy because obviously he just got beat up by a, a roid head. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely no fair. It's not fair on anybody in that point. No, it's like Joe Rogan said. It's like you should have two leagues, one for the clean and then just have another group where they're fucking just taking all the drugs. You know, just see what the fuck they can do. <laughs> but then the the one with the more drugs will be more, will be more popular, I think. Yeah, of course it would because they're fucking raging meatheads I, that don't feel pain anymore. <laughs> throwing thousand mile an hour punches. It'd be fun to watch, but it wouldn't be good for a sport, I don't think. I don't know. George St. Pierre is always clean and it's always interesting to watch him. I love watching him. The first time I seen him fighting was after he broke his leg and he'd come back. And uh, his boy at work was like, ah, it's his comeback fight and this guy's trash talking him that fucking. Yeah, Bisbing. No, I think it was Nick Diaz. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a fucking dweeb, that cunt. And but he came, he came back and he came back, beat uh, Bisbing, took his title, then retired again. He came out of retirement, beat him, took the title, and then <laughs> gave the title back up. He's like, no, nah, I don't want it anymore. Fucking hell. Just, just came out to prove a point. Yeah. That's fucking something else. I've got a few friends. I was doing a M- MMA training at the start of this year, and um, I fucked my knee. So I got taken down the wrong way and twist, stretched the tendon inside my knee. So I, I come out, I pulled out of it. But there's a couple of boys that are still doing it, and they've had the first fight the other night. One of them got beat, and his plus is all bruised to fuck, but. He enjoyed that. He wants to keep doing it. So, hey, good on you, you know. But then the other boy, he was, I get a black eye, but he won. And uh, it's it's a different sort of sport. Like, you know, I do Taekwondo, it's semi-contact. You're trying to score points, but you're not leathering each other. You're not trying to knock each other out. Hell, if you knock each other out, I'm sure you lose. Unless, unless the person's got a glass jaw, in which case, you know, it's not your fault. But if you kick them too hard or punch them too hard in the jaw and you knock them out, then you're disqualified. You know, win by default. But yeah. It's a different... I don't think I'm going to go back into that sort of stuff. I might do boxing because if I get a black eye or a burst eye socket or whatever, I could still work. But if I fuck my leg... I work on a chicken farm, you know, I can't walk, if I can't walk, then I can't do my work, can't do my job, eh? That's it. So, it's an unfortunate thing, but that's what I want to do. 
Um, if you're going to get pushed, if you're going to go out and get pushed right now, who are you phoning? Who are you phoning to go with? Oh, who am I phoning? Uh, I don't know. I don't really drink, so it's not like I have a go-to uh, drinking buddy. Probably Baz. You've not met Baz, though. No, I don't think I'll. Um, it was at one of the start cons. All right. At the last start con. Um, he's just a good, oh, he's just a friend. He's in the, the raid team. He had his own raid team last expansion as well. Very nice. Uh, I don't know. Bit of a... Hmm. August. If it had the free from the Priest Gaming Committee, it's always August. August. I like August. He's brilliant. I'm going to his wedding in a couple of weeks. Oh, very nice. So that'll be my next drinking, without a doubt. That'll <laughs> yeah. be when I drink next. Are they getting married in Holland? Yeah. Right. So we're going over to Holland for the week. That's all right. Oh. I, I can literally tell you all my drinking from like the next year. Because like, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it's so pl planned far, so far in ahead. Yeah. When, uh, when was the last time you had a nerd rage? Uh... I don't really have them. No. Nah. No, not really. Fair enough. I, I tend to cause them more than anything. <laughs> you're the um, you're the fucking drama queen that gets it all done. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not really a drama queen. I just like winding people up. Ah, right, okay. I, I like to get a reaction, so I like to push people. <laughs> so if you heard uh, Mike on his streams talk about a guy called Perowin. Oh, I um, when Perowin first kind of joined my raid team, he was a warlock, and uh, we only invited him for a sunstone. <laughs> and they used to get so wound up because we used to constantly remind him he was only there to summon people. <laughs> and uh, they're like, fucking do it. Just, oh, I, what happened? It was a completely ad hoc thing that happened. We were in Throne of Thunder. I'm like, uh, Perowin made a summonstone. And he stopped, and I watched him on my screen stop. And then a second later, he started running again. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I just said we need a summon stone. <laughs> and, and he started kicking up. Like, oh, you're a fucking cunt. And like, going off on one. So we're like, right, we need to do that again. <laughs> just to wind them up. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> doing it again. Just constantly, like, you know, having a dig at him. Why are you sitting in the wrong place? What are you doing? Why are you in the wrong place? Just constantly poking him, poking him, <laughs> getting him, getting him ready. And then I started having a go at him, like, full bot, having a go at him, like, oh, you're fucking useless. And he lost his temper and started screaming and raging. <laughs> we, did, we did it on purpose just to get a reaction out of him, and I think Halloween recorded it all, and we put it on the fucking girl site and shit. But that's, it, that, that, that's what I mean. We, I instigate more than I actually do it. Yeah. I'm generally the calmer one in the raids. Huh. I'm not calm in raids. Oh, I'm in this guild, we're doing mythic raiding, and... Uh... I'm fucking, uh, oh, I died because of this. And then I get raised. <laughs> oh, I died because of this. <laughs> and then they, I'm, as soon as we wipe, that's it. As soon as I see, right, there's five, six folk deed. As soon as he calls wipe, I'm talking until like 10, nine. <laughs> I just keep talking shit, winding people up, annoying them. 
And the red leader's like, Haga, oh, sorry, fish soup. Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> All right, no bother. And then I see something. What are you wearing that for? That transmog shit. <laughs> yeah, drives a really the fucking scat is brilliant. Mm, good fun. Oh, yeah, I'm ready to say it's not something I tend to do, really. Yeah. I can't really recall an instance where I've actually done it. There probably is. I've probably had a moment I've lost my temper and shouted at people, but no more than anything else, you know? Not like I've had a, a full on screen fest. Been aware not really, not really the way I carry myself, you know. Yeah, I don't think I've had a proper nerve rage for. Oh, it's been, a... in fact, I don't think I have had a nerve rage. I've maybe got pissed off and just logged off, but I've never actually raged at anybody. Not really. Hmm. Oh well. Right. I've hit the end of my list, mate. So... Really? Already? Yeah. Two points though. Uh, for some reason it did stop recording halfway through because I stopped it when Discord went a bit freaky and then I started it again and then for some reason it stopped I don't know how long it stopped <laughs> wow, as if you as if you had me chatting shit and not recorded it man I think I think there might have been at the squeamish uh, arrested part which didn't really have anything there so but I'll find it I'll find it uh, it's, it's not much. It might be like five minutes. And we've been talking for a good... What? What's that one? 27 minutes. And what's this? God, it's hot in here. I'm roasting. Uh, I didn't tell you. I need to open it. How long is the second part? Uh, well, the first part is 18 minutes. second part is 28 minutes. Uh, does, oh, hang on, so this one. That's the one that stopped. There's nothing in that file. In that file. I'll find out what's been trapped. It, it shouldn't be much. It's definitely not much. But uh, I'll just edit it so it's up uh, so it flows a wee bit better in case it's like cut half a word out or something, you know. But uh, it should be fine. So I um. What's your, uh, how long have you been streaming for? Uh, you, you're recording again now, yeah? Ah, well, I never stopped, really. <laughs> oh, right, okay, I thought you switched nah. it off. Um, no, so I streamed a lot in Mop. Right. Um, and then I didn't really stream again until recently. Okay. But, like, I was streaming a lot in Mop. I got, like, pretty decent. I was getting to, like, 50, 60 viewers at the time. Why? Um, and my PC broke, and I was offline for like eight weeks. Oh no! And I came back, and I was down to like eight, nine, ten. And I was like, I can't be, you know, I can't be asked to rebuild it all again. Demoralized. No. Yeah, it, it took a long time to get to that point. I didn't really want to have to take that same amount of time to get back to it. See, that's that's part of what. Uh, see, when I'm reading, I'll live stream no matter what because I want people to see, like people that are not reading. Or people that are in the line in the guild can watch, you know. Um, and I think that's the difference between that, like streaming and podcast type things, because with a podcast, it doesn't really, it's not really all at once. People can listen to that over like three or four days or whatever if they want to, to go on the way to work. 
So you don't really need like the immediate viewers. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Mm. But uh, this is my podcast number five, <laughs> which I'm totally chuffed with, by the way. But uh, once I get to episode 10, that'll be the end of the season, the first season. And then I'm going to jig it up, see where I can improve, improve my layout, maybe the times, try and improve on the scheduling, because that is the hardest part. You know, you see people look, right, what day on Monday? At half three, he's like, oh, well, I could do. Or I'll say to them, right, I'm free all week when you're available. Or pretty much any time. Nobody's willing to say, I'm ready at this time. So I just throw a time at them. Like, uh, who's That's it to me. Ah, who's on Monday? Oh, it's Nexos. I've got Nexos on Monday. And I just say, right, half six Monday. He's like, nah, seven. It's <laughs> like, aye, that's fine. No bother. <laughs> um, I've got Glenn tomorrow. And uh, Mephisto as well tomorrow. But he's, I'm on his podcast. And his uh, area of discussion is content creation. So right. That's a, it's a different sort of, con- different podcast layout to what I'm doing. You know, obviously, mine is just a general blether, if you like, you know, talk whatever. But his is uh, about content creation, so I'll need to uh, speak to him and see what he's like to talk about before I get on and then get on my P's and Q's, you know. Yeah. So, thanks for coming, Vanish. You're welcome. Thanks <laughs> for having me. I need bother, man. Thanks for coming. Um, Hags cast episode five. You get a dodgy nickname. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, is that what you're calling it? Is it? Aye. Instead of a podcast, it's Hags cast. <laughs> um, I'll put your link in the tooltip, and I'll put a V as your logo. You know, I've got my Hager portrait. I've got a big just, V next yeah, to it. Just use the uh, what do you call it? Just Google the the Vanish logo for Warcraft. That's all I use. Vanish logo. Yeah, because it's a, an ability, isn't it? <laughs> oh, is that where it came from? Yeah. It's just it's just a uh, it's the ability for rogues to vanish. That's, right. that's my logo. Oh, I, that's my not, I don't keep it. I don't keep it difficult, man. Do not Google Wow Vanish logo. <laughs> I'm getting a weird cream. <laughs> There's a weird cream just came up. All right. No, eh, uh, icon. It's icon, eh? Oh, here we go. Ah, that one. Looks like a ghost. Yes. Like the, smoke uh, sort of thing. the official logo for Vanish. Yeah. Well, I've already made the video. So during the video, you'll see the other one. But I'll be able to make the tooltip as the Vanished, which is not a problem. All right. Uh, do you put this on YouTube as well, do you? Aye. I put it on YouTube and on a website called Spreaker, um, and you can and I've added it to a couple of couple of podcast players, so it automatically download through that or you can live, say live stream it. You can stream it, you know. But I, it's I'll send you all the links to it and everything, and uh, I'll tag you in Twitter as you do. 
As you do. Yeah. So, we caught a day, mate. No worries. Thanks for coming. I'll, uh, we'll ha I'll hang up this uh, OBS and then we'll <laughs> say to you. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody.